Welcome everyone to episode 452 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. And joining us once again, and also leading this week's episode, Tito, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I didn't want it to be too weird being two weeks in a row, but I figured no, I'd be not at all. shit ton of Final Fantasy VII remake. So. Not at all. Uh, never feel bad about that. Yeah. You, you have no idea how bad I want to hear about it. So. Yeah. Same here. So uh, we're glad to have you back. So yeah, our, our main topic is going to be Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, Tito, you beat it, am I correct? Yes, I did beat the game. Well done, uh, sir. On Tuesday. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be our main topic. I'm excited to hear about it because that was the like the game of my teenage years. Um, so super pumped about that. Uh, do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Anything else you knew um, you played? Not, not really. I mean, that was... It was like a marathon of me wanting, like I just was in the zone. Nice. Um, it was great. So that's all I really have to talk about. Okay. Um, obviously, I'm going to be talking about more Animal Crossing. I played a buttload more Animal Crossing, so that's also going to be in the conversation. Will, do you have anything? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Persona 5 Royal, but that game's really hard to talk about, especially for people who have never played it. Because uh-huh. um, I don't want to spoil anything. So. Sure. Uh, I probably won't talk about that too much, but that's really all I've been playing. Okay. Sounds good. All right, well, let's get into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Tito, how do you want to go about doing this? Um, I mean, I did. Um, I have my little Word doc here with uh-huh. all my notes. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I'll just kind of... Yeah, give us go through my yeah. Give give us the spiel. What's 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 Final Fantasy VII remake do for us? Um, so the thing is, it's very different. Um, and in, okay. in not a terrible way. It's it's all the major plot points are there. Uh-huh. So what I what I did was I broke it down into like categories in terms of like the visuals, the combat, the story, um, the mini games, um, the music, and then like little gripes and final final thoughts uh-huh. unintended um but all the major plot points you'll go through like blowing up the reactor don corneo and all that stuff it's just the in between and some of the, the details they they changed they changed a lot there's a lot of new characters a lot of mechanics um added to it um and at first i thought it was like a way to like my early impressions were as I started seeing all this kind of some new stuff, some some little changes here and there, is that like oh they're they're taking their chance to to fix maybe things that they wanted to from the previous. Um, and then what I realized as I started really going through it, and there's like some really big changes, is um, this is a way for them to make the game fresh because I imagine that a lot of original fans um, would be playing this game. And it's one thing to just play the exact same thing with just upgraded visuals. But, like, I think the way they handled it was a better approach because here I am reliving my childhood memories and it's all fresh. It's all new and I'm surprised, you know, Um, which I think was really smart. Um, So that's kind of like my my kind of intro to that. But I can kind of give like a, a breakdown of each each thing. Um, at this point, but I think um, I'll just say the too long didn't read is is um, you should definitely play this game, especially if you're a fan of the oh, original. Yeah. Definitely play this game because um, my my 
I, I mean, I, th- I thought it was amazing. Okay. You know, it, it was so cool. Re- real quick, how do, how do you think it stands on its own as someone who may, maybe hasn't ever played the series or maybe played it before did, but didn't really like it? Does it stand up as its own game, do you think? Oh, um, I would say definitely, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, it, it's hard. It's like, I, it's hard for me to try to disconnect. Right. Yeah. Cause it's so important to, to you. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a solid game. I mean, just the combat alone makes for an excellent um i guess jrpg um or you know just just this really great action game um, i loved the combat in the game and a lot of people didn't love it when they played the demo um well i could i can kind of i mean the demo is so like it's just a small taste um I mean, or, I mean, I would say I would be very surprised if people still felt that way after playing the full game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say the combat's the the biggest thing to praise in the entire game. Um, it's fucking fantastic. The nice. combat's so great, and I'm saying that as someone who sucked at it early on. I was so bad. It took me 35 hours to finally get a handle on the on how the combat worked. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I kept dying constantly. And I would get frustrated, but I knew too, like, even in my frustration, there would be, like, the little fights that were just, like, oh, it's so fucking good. It's so good. They found a way to combine, like, the old, like, you know, turn-based combat and and just the free-flowing action together. Um, and I imagine it's, it's pretty similar to, I, I can't quite remember the combat of uh, Final Fantasy XV. But I, I imagine it's, it's pretty similar to that. Okay. You know. Yeah, I found it to be fairly similar. Uh, having yeah. not played 15 in a few years, but yeah, I thought it was fairly similar from what I could remember. Yeah, it's it's not too different, but um, it's the combat alone is really good. Um, but yeah, let me let me go through this real quick here. So it took me 64 hours to beat. Okay. Wow. Um, it was a timer. Okay. 64 hours and 38 minutes, and I did just about as much as I could. Um, and there is replayability. There is a replayability factor to it. So after you beat it, there's a hard mode, and it gives you kind of a play log that gives you like things you might have missed, like um, that things you can still collect, you know, like all the dresses that you can get from Don Corneo's, all that stuff. Like they keep track of that, and you can, um, they open up a chapter selection, so you can go back and play chapters. It's broken up into the game's broken up into chapters, and there's um, 18 chapters in the game. To, to go through the whole story. Okay. Um, and what's excellent is I didn't, I never had the game crash. Um, it runs really smooth. I didn't notice any bugs in all my time. Um, my PS4 would get super loud. And then I realized that I have a PS4 Pro. So I had, and my TV is 4K HDR. So the game looks fucking fantastic. But I realized, I think it was getting really loud because I had it in my little entertainment console. So once I put it on the ground, that pretty much ended my PS4 sounding like a jet engine. Okay. So <laughs> it's like really well optimized um, and it never crashed at all. So that's, I, I thought that like, I didn't even realize like um, we were just so used to games crashing nowadays and just being, really Oh yeah. Cool, but it was very refreshing to like, for me to, to realize 50 hours in like, Oh, this is, I haven't had to worry about anything in terms of the technical stability of the game. So that was awesome. Um, so I got here my little breakdowns of the major categories. I got visuals, uh, the combat, the story, um, and some other stuff, but the, the, the game's fucking gorgeous. Um, 
more so in the lighting, I would say. Um, it looks really cool. Like, there's just something about seeing Cloud and Aerith um, together in high def in 4K that's just like, you can't beat that. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like, just like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting butterflies just thinking about it. Yeah. It, <laughs> I would constantly get it playing the game because yeah. if you were to tell me back when I was playing as a kid, I mean, as a kid, I didn't quite know, realize I was living this like magical moment with final fantasy 7 i just knew i would play the shit out of it yeah but if you were to tell me like oh and you get to kind of relive this magic again just 23 years later it'd be kind of hard to believe it's like oh you can't like what's it i mean you you remember me talking about breath of the wild like being afraid to beat it yeah 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 and i knew i like it would be lost like i can't go back and play it for the first time yep and it's like someone like now I I'm, I'm wondering like oh maybe I just wait another twenty three years and Breath of the Wild will be magical again because they kind of did it even better and whatever and you know and all this stuff it's 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 very similar to that feeling it, it's just, it's so. funny that you mentioned it with that game because I had a friend in high school that would not beat Final Fantasy seven would not beat it all of his characters maxed out level ninety nine everything maxed out like and he just wouldn't beat it he just kept going around and doing random battles. Um, because he was worried to end. end yeah, he didn't. Trip. He didn't want to end it. He just wanted to well, keep it. Well, now's the perfect time to, to finish it <laughs> and then go right into the remake. I, so. I don't know at this point if he ever ended up did did finishing it, but I remember that that was the thing for a while. He never never wanted to do it. Yeah. Now, uh, when you when you see these characters, like, is that what you imagined that they looked like when you played it as a kid? Yeah, they they all are pretty much like they they did a really great job with like them looking not too different you know they, they pretty much look the same especially like you can tell that they they really focus in on cloud which makes sense he's the main character so they had to nail him perfectly and they did um the only thing i would say about Aerith is sometimes her eyes are just too magical you know like she, she has like a certain glow to her yeah. um but her, like all of them like bear is probably the the most different because he there's large portions of the game where he's wearing his sunglasses um, which wasn't, you know, he didn't have sunglasses in the original. Yeah. Um, but he's he's pretty much, there There are moments where he doesn't have them, and he goes through missions and stuff, and um, and he has, like, a cloth covering. Like, it, it'll go up to his gun arm, and then there's, like, a cloth, I guess, to hide, like, the surgery, like, of how that combines to his skin. That just mm-hmm. kind of, that's, like, the only real difference. But the, it's all pretty faithfully recreated. Like, they didn't, like, even to the clothing, and everything it's, it's all there um which is great mm-hmm. um and i the colors really popped I, I i'm not great with noticing like the hdr to non-hdr but i there were times where i'm like this must be hdr at work because it looks really fucking good in terms of like the lighting and the colors and the way it not not so much that it's really saturated it's just like i don't know it's, it's just it's kind of different and it looks great uh-huh. So yeah. I would say I would give an A plus to the visuals. And the coolest thing in terms of like visually looking at the game is that you can see the materia on your weapon. Oh no and way! That's pretty cool. Change the the materia, like if you like the colors and everything, it it'll it'll actually show it on the weapon. Which you think that's not a big deal, but like I was really obsessed with like rearranging my materia. Uh huh to make it visually like appealing like when i would be in game so i thought that was such a cool touch um you can definitely see like the the labor of love um that they put into it 
Um, next up is the combat, which I kind of already went into. That it one, it feels great. Um, it's really fun. Every a lot of the battles, especially early on, like once you start to get really powerful, like the simple enemies are pretty easy to to go through really quickly. Um, mm. So you're not getting that animation of the swirl, the little opening with each battle with the little animations, and then you fight. It's uh -huh. just um, you see them in the real world. Once you get in, the action starts, and you can be done if you slice through them really quickly and literally like four seconds later. Um, and there's no like fanfare music or anything or, uh -huh. or post battle screen. The no. no. Just. It's not in in the uh, it's it's a nice little Easter egg okay. um, that they, they really do with it. Um, and I won't really I don't I want to make sure I don't spoil all the little things. Um, I I want to try to keep as much of a surprise to anything part of the game. Um, so it's kind of in there, just not in a way that you might think. But oh, it's kind of okay. great. So, awesome. Well, I appreciate great. you doing that too, because uh, as soon as it comes to a platform that I have, I'm gonna buy it. So can't yeah, wait. Uh, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, the combat is definitely sick. Um, so they keep, they kept the materia system, which has always been my favorite combat system in any game I've ever played. Um, and, um, they could do a better job of explaining the mechanics. Um, there is like a, a quick tutorial, but there's a lot that you kind of have to figure out on your own, which, uh, it's probably a good thing because it's kind of nice when, when it kind of clicks with you. Um, but uh, some of the new elements to the combat, as from before, is so they still have the ATB gauge uh, meter that fills up until, until you can do actions. But until then, you can just do basic attacks. And every character has a ha plays differently uh, because they have different weapons. So um, the attacking without any kind of commands is done with your square button and your triangle. Square is your basic triangle is your special your your weapon's special ability and when you pick up new weapons each weapon has their own little special ability um, that it can do and I, there's a proficiency meter to it the more you use it the more proficient you get with it and once you unlock 100 percent of it you just have it permanently no matter what weapon you have equipped um which okay. is really nice so it's not like oh I, I would like to use this weapon's special ability but it's now weak um that's not really an issue once you become proficient with it um another thing is there's weapon upgrades so you can actually be upgrading the buster sword um so that it it, it lasts longer than just like a, a weapon that's only at the beginning and then you're done because it doesn't do any more damage um and this is done through some i don't want to get too much into details with that but essentially you open up different upgrades for each weapon as you kind of progress through the game and collect certain items um and it, it can be anywhere from like you know, plus plus eight attack, um, plus plus a number magic attack, blocking's better, more health. You know, um, uh, adding materia slots to a weapon, so you can actually add more materia slots. That way, you can, you know, put more materia on on your weapon. So mm -hmm. your buster sword starts off with two slots, um, but it could it can get up to as as many as five slots. And I think the max in this game is six. In the previous version, it was eight. You can get eight you know, per your armor and your weapons. Um, and this one, the max is six slots and four for the armor. Four slots is the max you would see in the game. Um, so, which is kind of nice. That way you you can't just like put all this material on and then you don't ever need to change anything. Uh -huh. It kind of, there's some strategy involved and you have to definitely in, in the battles, because they can get pretty tough. You have, you have to kind of 
cater to who you're facing. And that that's probably the only annoying thing is that there's there, there's a lot of material swapping and changing where it was not it would be nice if there was like a loadout, a saved loadout system. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to keep, you know, swapping. Just like a quality of life thing there. Uh-huh. Um so that's that's one new thing is the weapon upgrades. They add this new mechanic to the enemies where you um it's called pressuring and staggering. And so you can knock enemies off balance, which is, um, a pressure meter will appear under their health bar. And if you can fill up that pressure to 100%, they'll be staggered. And when they're staggered, they take bonus damage. And it, the, the default bonus damage is 160%. So your normal damage that you do, multiply that by 160%. Um, but there are certain abilities that um, different characters have, especially Tifa, where she can actually increase that percentage as as long as you can keep them staggered, because once that stagger meter gets full, it'll start to slowly go down. It depends on the enemy. Some some of them like will they'll they'll recover quicker than others. Um, usually the smaller normal enemies recover pretty quickly, but some big bosses they'll be staggered for a while. It'll take them time to recover. And some abilities will kind of refill that meter back up a tiny bit, and other abilities can actually increase the percentage number, which Tifa specializes in. So you can get it. I got it as high as to like 230% bonus damage. So it, it creates this really cool combo mechanic that you want to try to be really efficient with your damage. Um, you, like for example, if you do have a limit break, it's probably best to use it when once they're staggered because then that definitely multiplies the damage that you do. So there's a lot of thought to it. It's not just like a hack and slash. You, in fact, you will get owned if you just spam basic attack. You will get owned pretty quickly. And that was one of my issues. Um, I was pretty just stubborn too, like trying to really slick and like do specific things in, in fights instead of just taking what was given to me. Um, which is one reason I would just die a lot. Right. But, um, and, and my, my big thing was I wanted to play as Tifa cause her, her, her whole kit, the way she works is so fucking awesome. She does so much damage. Um, but the issue is when you focus on playing as one character, the enemy tends to then focus in on you. Okay. And there are some ways around that. Okay. Like there's a there's a provoke materia, um, that's kind of automated. You don't have control over it. But I would give it to a non-active player. And if I get low on health, it kind of procs the provoke so that enemies kind of lay off me. And I would normally give it to Barry. He's he's a pretty good tank. Um, so that's that's one mechanic: the pressure and staggering, which is the main mechanic to the the combat. That's the main focus: is being efficient with trying to pressure, trying to get them staggered. So you can do the max amount of damage. Um, that's what we're driving for. How does how does how does the how do they handle the switching of which like which character you're playing as like as a main character? So you can hit up or down on the D-pad to switch who you're playing as, or you can stick with your player and use left trigger or right trigger to pause. So the way it works is you know it's free time you're you're moving, but you can pause by hitting X, and that brings up the command menu. Um, which you can do your abilities, which are mainly either the like, um, mainly what your your character can do with their weapons, mm-hmm. um, spells, what you have in terms of magic equip, and the items that you have in your arsenal. Um, or you can hit L two and R two, which does the same thing. It pauses and brings up the command, but it'll go to your other characters. Okay. So and then you tell them what to do. And once that's done and you pick the enemy you want to do it to, it goes back to you and you're back to 
you know, attacking and dodging and whatever. Okay. Um, so if you just want to stick with one character, you can do that and still issue commands. Um, I would, my rec- my tip is definitely don't, I guess I would be afraid of pause. Like I would forget. I can just pause time. It doesn't pause it. Um, it just slows it down by a lot. Okay. So you'll, you'll, you'll slow, very slowly be moving as you're trying to think. So sometimes your ATB guy, uh, gauge isn't quite filled. Um, but it's just like a sliver left and I would just wait for it to just slowly fill up because I was sometimes my, my thing was I would get overwhelmed pretty easily. There yeah. was so much going on with the fights because um, you can fight five to eight enemies at a time and they're all just attacking you. You know, there, there's no real like, okay, we go and then you go and then we go after you, you know, like, no, yeah. it's just everyone's attacking and you kind of just feel like a chicken with your head cut off. Like, um, I recommend just pausing, kind of assessing what's going on, you know, try to be efficient, definitely block, you know, um, but yeah, the ATB thing is pretty important because you can't really do much until it's full and you could, you have two bars uh, worth of ATB and they fill up slowly and you can choose to save them or use them. But once one bar is full, you can actually do a command. Um, so that's a big driving force to the combat. And there's actually materia that's used to, to help with filling up your ATB. Um, like one is called a first attack, which you'll start the battle with slightly filled ATB. Um, another one is blocking attacks gives you, fills up your ATB quicker kind of stuff. Like any anything like that. There's some that like doing multiple commands of the same attack fills it up even more, like that kind of stuff. So late game, you start to, it's, it's a bit easier to fill it up, you know, and where you can really start to do a lot of damage and stuff. Um, there's also, um, in terms of like the new characters, there's one character, a special character named Chadley, who's this, um, battle, he's, he's a very weird character. It's like a tiny boy, um, who, who's very scientific and he gives you early on this assess materia. And that's probably one of the most important materials in the game because you can use that as a command to get intel on the enemy you're facing. And sure enough, it's pretty much there's a the whole menu in terms of like who you assessed, and so oh. it's kind of like thing, like have you assessed all the the enemies in the game or whatever. Oh, cool! And it's really cool because it tells you their weaknesses. Like uh, it's pretty much the a battle report of who you're facing, and um, sometimes it won't tell you much. It just gives you a description of what this enemy is. Like there's even one for the Tonberry, which is kind uh-huh. of funny. Um, does, doesn't give you any hints on how to really be efficient with them. It just kind of mentions like. This enigmatic creature holds a lamp and has a chef's knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but you, you, that's a big component to the combat. So that um, you, you, um, what's what's cool too is that there's there's a boss fight where it get one of the hints it gives is um, a certain attack will automatically stagger them, and they don't even tell you what it is. But I was able to figure it out just on my own. So it was kind of like a weird mini game within a combat. Um, which felt so awesome for me to figure that out because um, it's kind of story related, but it's yeah. really cool. Um, but that's another component that's kind of new. It's being a, um, well, like I can't remember if it was actually in the original game, but there was something similar to that. Do you guys remember if there was a, a way to tell enemies' weakness and stuff? It's been it's been way too long, unfortunately. We'll we'll play it more yeah, recently. I, I played it maybe five six years ago at this point so i don't really remember yeah I can't, I can't quite remember but that that's one major part to it too so um 
there's there's some cool descriptions with the assess material and stuff like that on the enemies and and you'll you'll kind of want to start the battle with that figure out what they're weak to or whatever and and how their mechanic works and then mm-hmm. you kind of try your best to efficiently battle them um so yeah um so yeah the the square is your basic attack and then the triangle is your special weapon ability um for cloud for example um to give some some examples of this is if you hit triangle he'll he'll change modes um from his normal it's called a operator mode to his punisher mode where he's slower but deals more damage and he has like a counter when you're blocking and someone physically attacks him with a melee attack he'll, he'll do an automatic counter um for barrett he'll do um he just does like a big onslaught like a like onslaught with his gun and both the square and the triangle will help fill up the get the, the is a gauge or guy how do you say that word the yeah. gauge i think yep. it is yeah um and tifa's is she'll she'll need to um spend an atb gauge bar in order to increase what she what she has a key or uh, key levels or uh-huh. chi or i think chi um she has three levels of chi or key i don't know how you say it um and it upgrades her 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 um her triangle um attack um so you can use her it's called unbridled strength it's one of her abilities that increases her key level and her triangle becomes more powerful and it's also what increases the stagger percentage and that took me forever to figure out <laughs> i mean I'm like i'm 30 hours in and that finally dawned on me that that's how that works yeah <laughs> it it does seem like there's a lot of different working elements in in this combat system which is good because it's not like you said tito it's not just just straight up hack and slash it's got all these elements no, that work together to make a lot more strategic of a system than you would you would expect yeah. Because they they're doing they're doing an, uh, a very action style game which can tend to be mindless, and all these mechanics definitely help put more thought and strategy into it. Yeah. Especially with the materia system and like what what's what do I need? What's a good way to get efficient with characters and you know like using Barrett as my my um I saw online like a tip of using him as your command mule like kind of throw all this stuff that are really useful, but you don't want to necessarily put on other enemies. Uh-huh. Just use Barrett as your mule to like steal or heal or auto cure or all this stuff or provoke or, you know, whatever. Um, but it, it's great. It, it's definitely a really um, smart way of doing it. Um, yeah. So it, what's cool is that every character does have their own style. And for me, Tifa was my favorite. It's just, it was tough to stay alive with her. Um, but once you start getting powerful, she's fucking really fun to play as. Does she kind of start off as like a glass cannon? Um, kind kind of, especially since when, if you change to a character, the enemy tends to then focus you a little bit more. Okay, um, yeah. Which I found out early on. So I would recommend kind of sticking with Cloud until you can kind of figure the... I mean, the, the proper way to do things, which I learned, is that you definitely need to be using your ATB bars as much as possible. When one fills up, you know, use it on a character, send a command. Um, and so when you do a, a certain ability that has an animation to it, it's not efficient to stay as that character. You set the command and then move on to another character and, you know, fill up their gauge and do something because that other character is doing the ability you just told them to do, uh-huh. you know, and it's not good to just, sit and watch until you can start doing more it's like sure. no you need to be getting these people to do things otherwise you're going to get owned and overwhelmed pretty quickly huh. so okay. it's you know fill up your bar pick a command move on to the next character 
do some stuff, pick up something, move on to the next character in that way. And you can do it by actually switching to the other character or just setting a command to the other character, but staying as Cloud or Bear or whoever you want to be. Uh-huh. There's different ways to do it, um, which is really cool, I thought. Yeah, um, sounds awesome. And I recommend changing some settings around. Like the camera would, would get kind of um, annoying. Like you couldn't quite see who you're attacking, but you can increase the distance and responsiveness of that, and that kind of helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much the combat section, um, which I think is the highlight of the entire game. Nice. Um, on to the story. Yeah. Um, and I'll definitely avoid spoilers and stuff, but I got to say, um, first thing is learn to let go. <laughs> okay. It oh, is, no. It oh, is no. Not, it is not the original. Um, I mean, there's a lot of new stuff in it. It's kind of surprising. Um, and and it, I mean, it's the same story, the same major plot points. It's just yeah. they're going through it differently. Um, and I'll give some stuff on some of that news, um, of what's different. Um, but like I mentioned it, it, at first I thought like, oh, this is a chance for them to fix things that maybe didn't work in the first game. Um, and then I realized, no, they're just like, this is fresh. They wanted it to be fresh. They wanted you to relive the game as if it was the first time. And I would say that they did a pretty damn good job of doing that. Yeah. I was going to ask, cause I've I, all this talking about it. I really, I'm, I'm probably going to end up getting Final Fantasy seven to play, uh, on my switch once i'm once i've kind of slowed down with animal crossing is that something i should go back and play before i play the remake or am i going to get frustrated by maybe missing up one of my favorite minor parts being missing from the new version um i don't think so especially like i imagine you probably played seven a few times back yeah in the day. yep but yeah, not since I, high school I, think... I don't i don't really don't remember too much about it yeah, I don't. I don't think you necessarily need, especially since this is just the Midgar portion. What you could do is just play the that first fifteen hours of the Midgar in uh, the original, or however long it was. Like, how, how long would you say that Midgar portion was in the original game? Oh gosh, yeah, I have no man. memory of it, and I I don't even feel like the whole game was as much. long as I remember. Um, is it like yeah, forty five hours? I'm, I'll I look it up while we're talking. My, my brother was the first to beat it because it was his game, and I think he he beat the game in like the entire game in 40 hours or something. And okay. he was pretty up the level. He had a tough time with the, the last few fights and stuff. Um, I don't quite remember the hours, but I want to say like around the 40 hour mark. And for me, this portion, it took me 64 hours. Right. Like that's how much stuff. Is okay. So just on, on, I went to how long to beat.com. The first is main story for final fantasy seven remake is 30 hours. Main yeah. and extra is 38 and a half. Completionist is 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. So you went the completionist route. Yeah, I try to do as much as I could. Um, and, and there's like little odd jobs or side quests that you can do. And there's like a whole page for it where it tells you like you've had this cleared. Here, here, are, the, here are the little quests you can do and, and you have these cleared. And uh, Beardless, up, Beardless says six hours max for the Midgar section. Um, I would say a little. I would. I would. I would guess like fifteen hours. But yeah, it probably depends on like what you're doing. If right. You're farming, how how much of the side stuff you're doing? But yeah, I mean, you could probably run through it in six hours easily in the original game. I could see that. Um. But yeah. So yeah, definitely learn to let go. There's a lot of new elements. Um. So how long to beat for Final Fantasy VII? The old one and main story is thirty-seven and a half. Main and extra is fifty-two and a half, which is probably what I would be. So the forty-five. 50 hours uh, was, was probably good. Yes. Like, in my old memory of the game, like 
that I mean that felt like an odyssey. And yeah, you just made that. Yeah, you can beat the whole game in fifty hours. And after spending sixty and this this remake of yeah. just Midgar alone is like, holy shit! How are yeah. they going to break this game up? You know, like I, how many they're going to be? I well, I always go back to Final Fantasy VI. I felt like that game took forever. But the it's like eighteen hours, and that's that's like nothing compared to more modern games, you know. Yeah, but Final uh, Fantasy six was short comparatively to all the other Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I The Witcher like, three took me one hundred and fifteen or one hundred and twenty hours to beat the first time, and that's wow. without doing everything. So. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy seven was the, the. It's really the only Final Fantasy. It was my first Final Fantasy game. And it's the only one I've actually beaten. And I played um, eight, probably the second most. Never really got. I got kind of far, but never beat it. Didn't like nine um, in terms of how it looks, so I never played it. And then ten is probably the third most I played. Okay. Um, at this point, maybe fifteen. Um, but yeah, so I'm really kind of like not as big into like Final Fantasy franchise. To me, is actually just seven. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, continuing with the story here. Um, there's some interesting changes to the story, um, and I think it's more than what the, the, all the gamers are thinking. Like they might realize, like as just players, I think there's actually more to to the story than just like oh they just changed some things. Um, there's some really smart writing choices. The writing is actually a little bit better in this. There's some actually cool moments, sentimental moments. Um, one one of them is is briefly is. Um, they, they they kind of talk about Aerith at one point, and she like she mentions that she's lost as a kid, kind of going through this flashback, and then, um, and she she's kind of briefly kidnapped, and then when Cloud and Tifa find her, Tifa just kind of has this moment where she goes to Aerith and tell her, "Hey, we found you," and it's it, it kind of means more to her based on what you just saw, you know. Yeah. And I was like, it was just <laughs> such a cool. There's a lot of great magical moments that's like new and just so well done with the writing um i I know some people had some problems with the writing but i would say overall um it's a better written game like they they really took the time to like show cloud's slow you know progression from just like this guy who doesn't care to like they do a bit better job of like wait why is he still just going on with this mission it's not just because he's a merc right so kind of you know seeing his heart melt a tiny bit more and like actually caring about some other people a tiny bit you know he's definitely socially awkward you know and they do a good job with like his progression uh-huh. um there's some cool stuff in there um some cool little twists that puts the story on its head that has led to a lot of theories that i don't want to go into but that it it's definitely something that i hope you guys play so that there can be like a spoiler cast oh episode, yeah um and what you guys think what's really going on and um yeah there's definitely a lot of magical moments which i mentioned and the third act of the whole game Oh my god, dude! There's this great moment when you do the raid on Shin on Sh- the Shinra building, where like you're you're approaching it, and you go through these like series of battles, and just there's this cool moment where they're just kind of like amping you up, the characters. It's almost like a meta kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit, where it's uh-huh. like, yeah, it's just about to get started, and Cloud just looks right at the camera. He's like, it's like give like buckle your your seatbelts or something. It's it's like nice. so fucking awesome. it's so good. Oh, they. <laughs> good job on this game um i'm, I'm glad to hear it because i was very skeptical uh of, of all of this when i first heard about it seven years ago or six years ago or whatever it was now but yeah um midgar they did a great job of um expanding midgar making it feel more like a city 
um, the people, how your actions, like you blowing up, you know, reactors actually affects everyone else. Um, you go through different sections of it, even on the top, the top plate, there's a whole added part of the game that wasn't in the original where you kind of visit that, that top site. Um, so that, that it's, it's all really, really cool. Listening to the side conversations as you walk by people, um, you can, they, you can choose to turn off, like they have a UI of like, so you can actually read the conversations and you can't quite hear it. Um, and I kind of liked that at first, but then I, it started getting kind of annoying. So I turned off the visual and just would try to every once in a while, listen into what people are actually saying. Um, and that's kind of really nice. Um, and that's pretty much the, the story section for that. Um, yeah, you, like you perfect. said, you don't want to spoil anything, really. So, yeah, and, and it's not perfect, but I would say overall, like if you if you know that it's not exactly the same, and you learn to let go and accept what you're seeing, um, you, you'll you'll get. You'll, I mean, it, it's it's a good enough game where you'll you'll be able to see past that stuff and uh-huh. and just learn to love it. Nice. Um, I would say for me, the music, at least the first time around, I would. That's probably my big gripe. Um, there's definitely the originals in there, and they, they, they. It sounds great that they're rescored and everything, and sound fantastic. But there's a lot of new music, or what they've done with some of the older music, and I would say that it doesn't reach the same high as the original. Okay. Uh, that was one one kind of disappointment with it. Um, but I mean, very minor. Not like ruined the game for me or anything. Yeah, just, not like oh. All... I quit because <laughs> yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. stand the music. I'm a pretty critical dude, so I'm trying to like not be too critical about it. But uh-huh. uh, there were times where I would, I, I think it's it's like I had my own ideas for what I wished it was, and don't really go into the game doing that kind of thing. Just kind of take it in. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but like, it definitely. So I was watching a live stream of someone going through it the first time, and they did a, a smart choice of like not introducing the new stuff right at the beginning. It's definitely like the the rush on the the battle or the the, the maker reactor that that whole yeah. sequence music this it's still the same just with now an orchestra and everything gotcha. so that was really um and then they start to introduce like some of the new tracks and and they have a fun little way of how they did the old tracks um and it's one of the collectibles in the new game it's called music discs where you'll you'll hear like these little jukeboxes or little recorders and stuff and the as you're exploring playing songs and it'll have question marks at the top and you can actually buy the tracks and it's like some of the old music just done in in like different genres mm-hmm. there's like one song done in the style of jazz you know and you can buy them and there's a total of 31 of them so that's one of the collectible chases that you can do is trying to find them all nice so um yeah i would i would recommend increasing the music volume because I, I i it dawned on me that maybe i couldn't quite because i was playing with a surround sound setup and I think the the sound effects and dialogue were too loud, so I I dropped those down so I can hear the music a bit more. And and some of the new tracks are nice, but I think the original soundtrack is still the best in the original game. Yeah. So. But it, it made sense that they changed a lot of stuff because on the PlayStation, especially I remember I played it on the PC when I was a kid. Like we waited, my, me and my brother didn't have a PlayStation, so uh-huh. a year later it got released on PC and we bought it that way. And it was like done through a MIDI. Um, like synth synthesizer oh, was really? the, which affects I, I mean i don't know I, I imagine it sounded the same on playstation but that dictates how you're gonna make music yeah. and if that's what they have to work with 
it, it dawned on me that you can't just take a lot like all the music and then just add an orchestra or a band to it it's not going to sound quite the same it, 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 the music wasn't written that way right and I, it, that's why i realized why you didn't just hear all the same songs in, the, in this remake yeah and it, you know if there's new story beats and stuff you've got to kind of write the music exactly. that fits that that stuff so yeah because there is a lot of stuff but um but some of the tracks like if you listen back to the original songs and you try to imagine like well how would they up, update this it's like it just doesn't work yeah. in 2020 oh, it just kind of sounds weird so um and then um my other right some of my other minor gripes is the voice acting um so cloud is fantastic they nailed him which makes sense he's the most important character and whoever the voice actor is i listened to it on english my brother I, I sent screen grabs to my brother because he was even more of a Final Fantasy fan than I, I was. And he wants to play it in, with Japanese language, which you can do. Yeah. And both English subtitles, which uh-huh. you can do. Uh, and I was like, I mean, the, the English version is still pretty good. And he's like, I didn't spend 20 years of my life to listen to some fucking English. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. so he, he, he plans on playing it in Japanese. So. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but, but yeah, so Cloud and Tifa are great. Barrett, the voice acting grows on you. At first, I wasn't totally on board. Aerith is <clears throat> is okay. I, it took me some time. I I I always it, it's weird how like in your head how you imagine these characters. Yeah. And that now that there's voice actors, like for me, she, I thought Aerith was always more of like the more mature, gentle kind soul. And in this one, she's she's a bit more perky. She has like a, a pretty nice sense of humor. Um, she just sounds a bit more high pitched than I would have thought. Um, so, but like, she, I mean, it's Aerith, she'll, she'll grow on you. Um, that was another thing too, is to me, she was always Aerith, or I think it, as a kid, I would always call her Arius. Yeah. Um, like they had the, the, apparently the spelling wrong in the original. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was Aerith. It's Aerith. It's Aerith with a TH, but, yep. and, and to me, she'll always, it'll always be with an S. Yep. Um, and I agree also, with you. Also, apparently it's, Mako, not Mako. Oh, really? It always, in my, it like, and I will never want to change that. It's no. always going to be Mako in my in my mind, in my heart. I'm right in my heart. It's yeah. Mako. Yeah. So it's you just have to get used to that. that they say Mako. It's it's. Oh man, that's a deal but breaker right there. It is. It's kind of weird, but you'll learn to. to yeah. I mean, just ignore it. I hope. I hope with the PC version that some brilliant someone will change it. Yeah, they they what what's that technology called where you can actually recreate any voice? Oh, I don't know, but yeah, um, someone will do it. Yeah, they they do the deep thought AI thing and and <laughs> replace every Mako that's used with uh-huh. like Mako, and the game will be perfect in yep. my, my eyes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like uh, Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge play a, a much larger role, uh, especially early on. Um, which is kind of nice. I didn't really love Wedge that much. He was kind of annoying. Um, but the Biggs voice actor, his voice sounds way too perfect. Like, very commercial voice announcer, kind of like, you know what I mean? It's like uh-huh. the, the tone is too great. For, okay. He doesn't sound like a real person. He sounds like a... a, a <laughs> an advertisement. Yeah. It's, it's too good. Like, yeah, that is like a beautiful voice. You're not real. Like, you're doing a voiceover thing for like a movie or something. Um... 
And the the funny joke I saw on Reddit that was being spread a lot is he he is like the embodiment of Charlie Sheen from like Platoon or whatever movie it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they had like side by side screenshots of like Charlie Sheen and Biggs, and it's like 100 percent identical. It's wow. really fun. Like even the, the red headband that they had on, it was really funny. Nice. Um, so he looks. He definitely has a Charlie Sheen vibe going on with him. Um, and then another gripe is there's this running thread of this gay sex machina thing with the story going yeah. on and that's probably the biggest thing to just watch out for if you're playing it for the first time because it's very new and it's throughout the whole game um and it goes into a lot of the theories of what it means too so that's it's kind of interesting huh. it, it adds a, a nice wrinkle to it um and that's i think that's kind of what some people kind of have problems with but um it, it kind of goes into like um will have mentioned like the ending and stuff so um, I I would say just kind of accept it and and you'll you'll learn to like it. You, uh-huh. There's always the original love, anyways. Uh-huh. Um, and in the mini, what did you think about the ending? By the way, um, it was just very surprising. It's just like, man, this is like, where is this going? <laughs> that was, that was I don't give too much away, but I'm just like, where is this going? And I've talked with my friend, and I I think we both kind of, um, I think we both know what they're trying to do, and it's actually kind of smart i think it's actually smart i think it's it's a lot cooler than what people realize because i think too many gamers are just thinking about i mean there's I, they're all smart they they kind of know what what i think they're trying to do with the game but too many people are just like oh it's different why not just do the same thing it's like if they just did the same thing like it, you wouldn't be surprised you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't feel fresh it's yeah. just, you really want to play the exact same game with just better visuals you wouldn't get the same like, oh, I'm reliving the game for the first time. <clears throat> right. You know, it's just I'm reliving the game the second time with better visuals. Like right. this was a better approach in my opinion. Okay. Um, and then the mini games they have are are, are um I don't think the only similar the only same mini games is the squat pull up stuff and the the bike stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and then they they've introduced some other other things which I'll I'll leave as a surprise and stuff I mean, you know i don't want to spoil all that stuff okay um there's not that many but but they, they do have like the mini game mechanic in, in the game which was a big deal in the original when i think back on it like how many different little mini games in the final fantasy game there were yeah from like the saucer to the slap fight to the cpr thing when you're at that beach uh-huh. you know like all you kind of forget it's like oh yeah there was like that's, that was a thing back in the day with jrpgs it's like these added on games within a game kind yeah of thing. yeah so they uh, kind of do a little bit of that in this one sickin says i'm loving the flirting between the characters um i've yeah. i've heard stories of everyone throwing themselves at cloud yeah that was definitely <laughs> right that was getting as a single man i was getting frustrated because yeah. like, he's not approachable you know he's yeah. not like like, if you were like that in real life, man... People like, would stay away from you. Yeah, like, you're not fun to be around. Yeah. And, I mean, it was like a magnet with, like, Jesse, Aerith, and Tifa. I'm just like, okay. Like, it's very... There's, I, like, throughout the game, I mean, you, you get reminded of, like, the, the the Japanese and anime kind of tropes and stuff. Where there there are times, where, like, that that's kind of silly. Like, girls aren't really like that. Or, um... um the, with the story elements and what they've added, where it's like, okay, all you need to to tell this specific story is these three things, and then in Japan they're like, yeah, but we added twenty eight things. On it. <laughs> like, 
you do it like no you don't need to do all that you know it's like it, nice. there, there's there times where it hits that kind of silliness or over the top you know like you're you're there's this part where you're you're on a motorcycle and what like there's other dudes in a motorcycle and the things he's doing on this motorcycle are like gymnastics and it's just like what like that doesn't make any sense motorcycle you know it's very japanese just like all right like (laughs) calm calm down um funny but but overall um i think that's the major categories that i have so like my final pun intended thought is um while it's not a perfect game you know like i i I know i made it sound like it's the perfect game of all time i mean there's there's some some stuff to it but i think what matters is that you're reliving the adventure with Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett, and Aerith, and it's it's hard to deny like that that fresh experience with characters that you loved and grew up with. It's it's really magical. It's it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, How's Red Thirteen? Huh? How's Red Thirteen? Um, he he comes in so late that it's it's I I I was a, a I I think they should have just let let you be able to play as him, but I think the reason they they had stated that um they didn't want to introduce a new fighting mechanic with him so late in the game but i think they were just lazy to to like uh, i was like what's the big deal if you did yeah yeah you know, like okay like, like let's take the opposite approach okay you do put in the mechanic in there what's the real complaint are people going to really complain ah, i didn't have enough time as red to play as it like they were more upset that they couldn't play as red you know right. yeah so, um, I was, i'm going to assume the next part he's going to be playable fully i hope so i mean i that, that would be a huge mistake if they didn't um but yeah, Square Square found a way to have you relive your your childhood um, by making this game feel new again, and um, that that's really like I, I'm 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 excited for you guys to play it. Um, I would love, I hope that Corey listens or whatever, and I love to discuss the game with him and Dan. You know, Corey um, was which... this close to buying himself a PS4 just to play the Final Fantasy VII remake. He actually made an offer to Will. That he would buy it and pay for it for Will to play if he got to play it immediately after. But Will's playing through Persona. Who who has a PS4 right now? Just Will. I I that that was one thing I wanted to mention because I I wasn't sure because I, I for some reason I thought Will had gotten rid of his as well. But at one point you all had PS4s. Yeah. And now, like you all um sold sold them or whatever, which to me is like. I'm surprised because to me the PlayStation 4 is one of the best consoles ever. So. Yeah, I, I I got rid of mine before any good games even came out for it. Yeah, that I do was, remember that. You played Destiny. I played Destiny. Yep, that was yeah. that was the big game that I played on it. I really, really, really want to play it. I've gone back and forth. I'm just like, man, should I just throw it on a credit card, deal with it later? But I've decided no. Decided yeah. Who knows what will end up happening, but I want to play it really bad. Uh, my recommendation is, like, if, if you are a fan, especially if you're a fan of the original, I think I think this game is more for the original fans than the new players. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely works for new players because like, it's a great game. But it, it's more, like, what's cool is they found a way to make it really special for original fans more than just we've updated the visuals like it, it's something more than that uh-huh. um, yeah. so i definitely think like anyone who's played the original needs to play this remake um yeah. and then one thing i wanted to mention later on that that's a fun discussion because it definitely hit me when i was playing the remake is does eris know that like from the story 
because like it, it, it's really apparent in this one, but they, they never go into it. And I just I don't know if it's an oversight, but does she know that Cloud and the gang are the people blowing up the reactors? Because that's actually never really mentioned. It doesn't. You know? It doesn't seem like something she would like, even if she doesn't yeah, necessarily agree with what's going on. Go, even if she doesn't like what's going on, like is that something she would be okay with? Yeah, you know? and I, I thought that would be that would have been such a cool thing to go to go into because it's like yeah, it's never like that. If if you were to take the story as is, it's like oh, there's a moment where it's like she should find out at some point, and maybe she does, and it's just like they just don't go into it. But it's like, oh, you guys are avalanche blowing up the, re- yeah. you know, like you, never- <laughs> you guys are the terrorists, the the bio terrorists. Yeah, um, which I thought was kind of interesting, kind of fun to, to just go into. So, um, but that, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to talk about with the game. Okay. Any questions? Uh, we got a not Final Fantasy question in the chat from Dark Sage Nine One One Seven, which we can get into, but we'll we'll get back to Final Fantasy Seven in a second. He says, "I'm looking forward to a game called Ghost of Tsushima." mainly because the Mongols are the main antagonists. However, this one time where I do not want the villains to be sugarcoated or downplayed, I want them to be these cruel, ruthless, and sadistic people who cannot be reasoned with and basically want to take over Japan. My question is, would people be against that? Is something like that off-limits in video games today? That's a great question. What do you guys think? I'm not against that. I'm not against it either. But go ahead. I can't imagine the majority would feel that way. I think I think that's kind of especially back in the day that's that was kind of standard where the characters were seen as very black and white, yeah. and it's actually something that um, with the Final Fantasy VII remake I kind of was reminded of like oh like Heidegger and Scar- Scarlet and and Hojo are just like too like pure evil kind of like the the whole thing like they say an evil plan and then they cackle as they walk away. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, really? Like, people aren't like that. Like, even evil people aren't like that. But, um, right. but yeah, like, I, I think you can easily do that in video games. And I think that's, like, poor, like, simple writing. Um, That's what they tend to go with. It's like, let's just make this, especially for children's stuff. It's like, yeah, the bad people are bad people. And yeah. good people are, are knights in shining armor. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, would not mind at all ruthless, um, evil villain yeah i mean yeah especially if they take like a very historical angle with it like some of the a lot of the things that the 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 mongols did were crazy brutal i would love to see that in a video game that would be fantastic says they study history for a living and yes i know uh today's people are sensitive to what a game shows them yeah no i would i would very much like to see that um just because it's interesting i'm i'm very interested in the 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 mongolian stuff there that was a fantastically interesting time um i don't know much about it but for it like for me who doesn't know much about that part of world history um i probably want to see like i and i i this is probably the approach they'll take is they'll try to be kind of historically accurate yeah um which i guess is what his question is like he'd rather just yeah just kind of show them as these statistic people um, for me personally, I I I go over with like how we're like trying to understand the Mongolian people more than just like making them evil. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind either way. I wonder what a Mongolian would think. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that... Oh, please, like these are my people. Like, <laughs> come on, like yeah, please. Like, uh, yeah. No, but if you're ever interested, uh, Tito, the the Dan Carlin does a great historical series on the wrath called the Wrath of the Khans, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It runs through 
the Genghis Khan uh, conquests, and it's so good. Yeah, and it's like it's like super long, right? Uh, yeah, but probably is there four parts? Maybe it might be like twelve hours or something. It's it's a it's a short audio book basically, but it's 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 really good. That's a great question, Dark Sage. I'm also that's another game that I'm I really want to play that I don't have a PlayStation for. Dude, that the that the first trailer that they gave for it was amazing. Yeah, so it's one of my favorite like trailers i've ever seen for a video game yeah like, it's it was so well done that like the the what was the who's the guy that's given the the little monologue at the yeah. beginning of it i don't remember oh god that was such a good monologue you know oh, i love i, I kind of want to see it rewatch it again. yeah i actually so read too uh and this was only yesterday or maybe today that they're not doing like traditional game waypoints you have to know like the land you have to figure out where you're going based on sun placement and landmarks and all that stuff uh to figure out where you're going and not not like boom put a waypoint over here and just go to the waypoint, yeah which i think is awesome nice that's gonna yeah, change I'm how ready. i play games yeah you gotta I, learn yeah, i think there's some people like some people's brains don't work in the same like for me i would constantly lose track of direction and mm-hmm. while i was playing final fantasy 7 and if it wasn't for like the little mini map with like they they dot where your previous path was uh-huh. that's how i figured out which route to take a lot of the time so i wonder if this is going to be like a huge headache for me if, if that's the <laughs> oh case. it might because be where i'm just like wait where am i again because like it, it's, it's you're not actually there like some people are just bad with directions anyways in real yeah. life Yep. And then imagine like you you are watching a screen of a 3D environment. Yeah, that's like even trippier in terms of like knowing the lay of the land of like wait where because it's there's something about the human brain I want to say that's like it's even easier to lose track of like where you've actually been mm-hmm. and you don't take in the visual information as easily as some. People yeah, it's do. it's and it's not the same too. Like you said, and if you were to do that in real real life, then then looking at a screen. So yeah. that's that's even another level of distance that you would get from, you know, not being able to keep track of your directions. Like a good example of it is if you've played because this happens to me all the time. If you played like a first person shooter, especially PvP, where you you're shooting at someone and then you're trying to dodge and you back up and you hit a wall, you know, and but you don't know the walls there, so you're backing up and you're like not moving anywhere. And for me, I would realize like my brain, like I had walked forward. So I've seen the environment I walked in, and the minute I try to go backwards to avoid gunfire, it's like, oh, I forgot that that wall is there, yeah. even though I just passed it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that happened to me all the time, and that's how I would die in PvP games a lot. It's just because, like, my brain cannot take the environment and remember it. Okay. It's just like, what what's in front of me? Okay, if I take five steps forward now, I immediately forgot what I just saw, you know? So, I don't know, that'd be kind of interesting. Huh. Like that's gonna be a headache i like that, the idea but that, that might be a headache yeah uh yeah did that answer your question dark sage i think i think we're all in agreement that that people i think in general would probably be okay with it you might get one or two people you'll get your one or two people on twitter complaining about it and and someone will make a story out of that and it'll seem like a lot of people are complaining about it but i don't think a lot of people will actually take issue with that right yeah just don't go on the mongolian subreddit yeah <laughs> I actually have a follow uh, someone I follow on Instagram from Mongolia. Uh, and it's really neat to see the, the like, uh, not cultural differences, but 
the just the the way the architecture is different it's really really fascinating because again i'm I'm interested in the mongolian history and all, on all that stuff so it's it's fascinating but uh any final th- thoughts on final fantasy 7 back to final fantasy 7 or any questions yeah uh, will you have any questions I... no i want to play it so bad yeah uh, were you satisfied where it left off, Tito, or do you think does it does it have you jonesing for the next part? Um, in terms like if I were in terms of like the execution of the very ending, yeah. um, I, I think they might have they probably did too much of like o- over the top or, or not maybe over the top's not the right phrase. Um, there there was a sweet spot that would have had me real like oh perfect ending. And then it kind of got a little spoiled a tiny bit, um, but in general, yes. Like, because the overall the experience was so amazing that I'm kind of like confused as to how they're gonna break it up. Like, is this gonna be a three? Like, the the good number would be there's you know if they broke up the full story into three games, mm-hmm. you know, like that, like a tri- just make it a trilogy. But like based on how much time of Mingar and how much more of the story is. Like, how are they going to do that? It's kind of confusing to me. I'm interested. Six like, three, Yeah, like five, six games. Like, what, what are they going to do? Um, I think it'll just be three games. Um, but I, I'm very excited. I mean, it was such a good game. It's like, and there's more to come, you know? So there's more characters. Like, he's, we still need Vincent and uh, Yuffie and uh, Sid, Sid, you know? It's like, so, oh, gosh. Like, can't wait. Hmm. Uh, what... Real quick, another question about the ending. Was it left off in a place that I would recognize from the original? No. Or did it okay, branch differently? Oh, that's cool. That that is cool. I'm actually I'm actually glad to hear that. Yeah. Um and there's it's just I really don't want to spoil why that is. Um, yeah, that's fine. It's it's cool to kind of like try to figure out for yourself of like um like what they're doing, you know. It's cool. Awesome. It's, but yeah, there's just so much new stuff in the game. It's just like, wow, okay, holy shit. And like you said, I think that's that's probably a good thing. Yeah, it's the only way they would have made the game feel fresh. Yeah, you know so. that. And again, if you if you make it different enough, then you're not going to get people complaining that oh, that my favorite part wasn't done the way I liked it, or yeah, like favorite uh, little minor detail wasn't in, you know exactly because I mean, like my gripe with the music. You yeah, know, it's, it's kind of like that. Like now, imagine that with the whole game and the story. You know, like they like, oh, they changed the music. Like, oh, it's not quite the same as I would have. Yeah, like no, it's like, not. It, you it's, can't do that with the new. It's thing. not how I pictured it in my head when I was a teenager or or a child. Yeah. Okay. Um, but to try to entice more people is just like, just the game having the old game back, and it's like a new adventure. But you, you, I mean, it's the familiar adventure, but it's all new and fresh. Like, can you really pass that up? You know, Barrett, Cloud, Tifa, and of course, Aerith. You know, it's just so fucking. They look so good. Oh my god! You know, I I wanted to cry at certain points. Just like (sighs) so, especially when you approach her house. Uh You remember that part? Oh yeah. Oh Oh, my god! You did such an amazing job with that whole that whole little area. It's just like my mind blowing. And there's a there's a whole story element that's like briefly alluded to that blew my mind because it's not in the original at all it's just like wow that was awesome like what the fuck was that so you know 
there's there's some good shit in this game, and you guys should play it. Nice. Uh, I, I'm excited to hear when it's going to come to other platforms. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to ask: uh, sixty frames or thirty frames? Um, I couldn't really tell, which to me means 30. it doesn't matter. Okay. I would, yeah, it doesn't matter. I would say thirty. The game runs smoothly. That's the important thing. Uh-huh. I think it's thirty because it. I mean, I know the PS4 Pro isn't really doing port like true 4K. Yeah. And there's no in the game. There's no option to alter that. It's it's set automatic. You can't change any of that stuff. There's okay. there's no menu section for that. Um, so I I want to say they they are doing because the game looks so good. I would say it, it's that faux 4K. And if that's the case, they can't be doing 60. I don't okay. think it's powerful enough to do that. Okay. Um. So I think it's 30. And I never I never even really noticed any frame rate dipping at all. Like okay. it runs buttery smooth. That's good. And they do a clever thing with the so in the game there's a lot, so many. And I'm glad I I saw this post on Reddit. Um, there's a shit ton of like moments where you're like, you know, when you're on a ledge in, in a game and it, it it makes you slowly crawl through a ledge so you don't fall off the cliff or something. Mm-hmm. There is a shit ton of that kind of stuff where you have to crawl through things very slowly, you know, and Cloud's just crawling through. To the point where, like, why is there so many of these in the game? Hidden loading screens. Oh, okay. They're hidden, they're hidden loading screens. Really cleverly done. Yeah. So you're you're because you're still controlling the character, and if you want to stop and go backwards, you can. But that slow stuff is the game actually loading the next part. Um, that you probably wouldn't have known if you didn't look it up, right? <clears throat> yeah. Like the the or it was just like like one of the the posts on Reddit is like, you know, because everyone was thinking like, dang, there's like a shit ton of these moments where you're just crawling through shit. It's like, we get it, Square, you love Square. And then someone's like, those are hidden loading screens. It's like, oh my god, that makes perfect sense. And once you know that, it doesn't bother you anymore. Okay. Um, and then another thing I noticed too, because Square loves doing this, and I admittedly would make fun of it because I find it weird. Um, one, I, I don't love like the Japanese um, like editing and like the sound mixing, like to me as someone who works in Hollywood, I think they suck at it, frankly. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's partly cultural, kind of. It's just like the pacing slightly different, or like I don't know. It feels like the person who edited the cutscenes and stuff just isn't a very good editor. But they love grunts, like <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. It, it <laughs> like if if you've ever watched an anime, you you understand that. Yeah. Um. And I always wanted, like, God, like, why do they put this in? And I think one is they make the mistake of making them way too loud. Um, but, like, I remember the Final Fantasy XV, like, demo or something, like, trailer. Like, there's just this hilarious part where the four of them are, like, battling in this very fiery pit. And they all bunch together. And the amount of, like, <laughs> was so comical. But I, uh... <laughs> I figured out why that is. Um, if you replace dialogue with just that, those sighs and grunts and stuff, because it, it's still kind of conveying something, you don't have to translate them. Oh, okay. As to why they, yeah. they sometimes replace lines of dialogue with just like a grunt, a sigh, or, uh, you know, it's that, that's kind of universal. I mean, you would still need the voice actor to do that part, but it's just much easier than like if it was a line of dialogue that they now have to take time to fucking retranslate it and figure out like how do you say this in germany how do you uh, in german how do you say this you know in french um just do have them do sighs and grunts and you don't have to really worry about it huh. that's my theory that's a great actually point. A good point i didn't even think about that yeah okay all right should we <clears throat> excuse me should we get into some nibble bits 
Sure. All right. Got a couple things. The first is that Star Wars Episode One Racer is coming to the PS4 and Switch in May. It's going to be May 12th. It's going to be, I believe, uh, yeah, $15. That's awesome. I have that game on PC. I will definitely be getting it for the Switch just to have it have it on mobile. Uh, Epic's free game right now. Uh, so if you're listening live, I think you can still get this because I think it changes on Fridays, but it's... it's um, uh, what was it? Well, I told you. Just Cause 4. Just Cause 4. Thank you. I wouldn't have come up with that myself. Oh, this okay. So it, it refreshed today. So it's available until next Thursday. It's Just Cause 4 and Wheels of Aurelia, which Wheels of Aurelia is like a, it's like a story type of game about people traveling, I think, in Italy, maybe. Um, that's actually one I have on my Steam wish list, so I'll have to claim that one, too. Um, and then next week's. Oh, no, those are now. I'm sorry. Those are now next week's free game is going to be for the king, which I believe is like a sandbox type of game. So I don't think I've heard of that one. I've heard of it. I haven't. I again, it's one I have on my Steam wish list that I never, never looked up. But it's a mashup of genres, have fast paced turn based battles. You see in a JRPG, but these battles are largely dictated by a hundred one hundred sided die. Apparently. So that sounds interesting. I might be thinking of something else, but free games again. It's just have to download the Epic Games client to get those. So feel free. Will, do you have any any nibble bits? I've got nothing, Dan. Nothing. Yeah, uh, preparation has been very difficult as of late for for these episodes. Um, so Tito, what do you got? News. Um, so I'll do some last minute nibble bidding. Yeah, that's um, fine. That's what we do anymore. Know. Is, so I, I believe uh, the Uncharted Drake collection or whatever it's called is free on oh, PlayStation. Oh, yes, it is. Not even tied to a PlayStation Plus. It's just free. Yep. Um, and including what... Journey as well is free. Yeah. Uh, they did say, too, that once you just add them to your to your account or whatever, they're yours. It's not like they're going to expire or whatever down the road. They're, you get them in there, your games, on your account. So yeah. that's yeah. awesome that they're doing that. Uh, two, two excellent, well, technically four excellent games. Um, of the Uncharted series, uh, Uncharted Two was always my favorite. There's technically four games, but the, this, I think, this Drake's collection is just the first three games. Um, and then let's see. So Valorant, have you guys heard of Valorant? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if that's still just like closed beta for special people with a code or what. Closed beta. Go ahead. Yeah, it's um, it's League of Legends, Riot Games, new first new since League of Legends IP. Um, and uh, have you guys watched any of, of that stuff? Yeah, I've watched a bit. Yeah, just a little bit. I was surprised how similar it was to Counter Strike. Yeah, so it's basically Counter Strike and Overwatch, like blended. Yeah. Um, I I really really want to play it. I don't know why. I just want really I, want to play it. I really, really don't. <laughs> um, I, in terms of so visual style, is very Overwatchy, right? Yes, yes, it is. Um, in it's, terms of gameplay, though, it's Counter Strike. The, yeah, the year. tactical worries me a little bit, but I have no experience with it, so I, I, I do want to try it. I'm assuming it's going to be free. It's a, it's a, it's a Riot game, game after all. So there'll probably be some sort of microtransactions but i i did want to i really want to play it but i haven't like there's a way you can get a beta code by 
you sign up for an account and then you go watch streamers play it. And if you watch streamers play it for a certain amount of time, you'll get a code that way. Um, I couldn't do anything like that, unfortunately, but yeah, I do. I do want to try it very much. Yeah, I've been I've been watching some of them, and yeah, it's it's definitely the slow tactical precision aiming of Counter Strike, and it it looks really. I mean, I I was always kind of turned off by, or not turned off, but like I thought that the Overwatch art style was kind of weirdly bland uh-huh. and and stuff like too clean and perfect. Like even though there is definitely personality with all this stuff, the stuff, there's just something about the art style that kind of like didn't quite click with me, and it's very much the similar with Valorant. They kind of yeah. It's the same art style, but with like the added powers of like your your characters and like Counter Strike, they, they do have like these ultimate abilities or whatever like that. Yeah, so, I was um, surprised watching it how like tactical it was because I didn't expect that when they were when they were describing it. So slow, slow uh, territory control kind of thing. Yeah, um, and you have to be very quick with. Uh, I this is why I'm I'm not going to play it. It's, it's very competitive. Like all the top players are playing it right now. Um, and it's like, you need to have really good reaction time and, and precision aiming. And I'm like, yeah, that's not me. Never <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, with my recent discovery of liking that, that not, I haven't played any counter-strike or anything like that, but I, I, you know, I've done the overwatch. I've done the, uh, call of duty, the war zone. And, and of course, Fortnite. um, I'm kind of like, oh man, I do, I do want to try this. That's a recent yeah. development for me. I'm other than Halo three. I was never really like into any competitive shooters of any kind. So, yeah. So, I mean, it looks good. It's, it's definitely the popular game right now and I'm sure it's, it's a lot of fun. So if anyone's interested in that kind of game, yeah. um, try to get a code and I want, when do you think they'll release it? I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't looked into it that much other than, you know, just the surface level stuff. Yeah. So, I knew nothing about it, so once I started watching it, I was mildly disappointed because I knew it wasn't the kind of game I could get into anymore. Sure. I'm, just, I'm not at that point in my life anymore where yeah. I could really be of any use to anyone. <laughs> it's kind of like pick-up basketball where they're like, <laughs> hey, we need we need like a fourth player to play so we have even teams. It's like, you don't want me playing. And it's like, oh, we don't care if you suck. And then you play, and they're getting mad at you because you fucking suck. For me, it's so not even – it's not even sucking at basketball. It's having to run up and down the court. I'm like, oh, I can't run that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm fat. Yeah, exactly. like, so. no, I'm not even, I don't know how to dribble. Like, I, uh, can we play golf or something? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> uh, at least you can um, stand there with a beer in one hand and a putter in the other. Oh, you know? God. Cigar and everything. Exactly. I never actually played golf, so I don't know why I went that, that way, but that probably tells me something. It's time. It's time to pick up the yeah. clubs, Tito. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then the last, I guess the last nibble bit, just because I, I did have my time with Destiny 2, so I guess I should mention this, but they are getting their own version of the Olympics. Um, so let's see here. Destiny 2 is getting a new limited time event called Guardian Games next week. The event will have players try out, um, compete one another for the honor of having their Guardian class represented in the tower for the rest of the year. Um, and Event. The event begins April 21st and ends May 12th. So nice. Look out for that if you're still playing Destiny 2. Okay. All right. Um, let's get into our weeks. Will, we'll start with you. How's your week been? Pretty good. The one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, it's an anime suggestion. Uh-huh. Watch Demon Slayer for anybody who's slightly interested. That show's incredible. 
Um, it's like one of the most popular new animes that kind of just started within the last like year. And that show's intense, man. Like me and my roommate were watching it and like some of the fights that happen are like very stressful because it's like the concept behind it is uh, there's demons that inhabit the world and they're only out at night. So traveling at night isn't safe. Uh, and the main character's family gets slaughtered by demons on a night where he's like out traveling and gets caught at, in a town. Uh, and his sister becomes a demon and he notices that she's not like killing humans. So he thinks he can turn her back to a, a human. So like, it's about his journey through that. And he goes through some pretty intense fights. And like, I don't find anime that do blood and gore that well. Um, like when I watch Dragon Ball Super, like that's not even a thing anymore. Like My Hero Academia does it, but I don't think they do it that well. Black Clover doesn't really do it that well, but like Demon Slayer, it goes hard. It's pretty brutal with a lot of that stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. I've been watching that, and it's almost completely dubbed in English. I think they're like three episodes behind. I don't know if they're affected by COVID or not, so I don't know if that got halted uh, because it is a different company that's dubbing it. It's not Funimation. So I don't really 100% know if it's uh, delayed right now, but I really recommend everybody go out, watch it, because it is fantastic. And I guess, like, for people who read read the, the manga and stuff like that, I guess, like, it's coming towards, like, a close, and I guess it's, like, insane, like, what's been going on. So uh, check it out. It's really, really good. My friend um, also recommended that show to me, so... It's just not a, a style of like the the, the story or the like thing. Is it, would you would you say it's kind of similar to Castlevania, a little bit? I haven't seen Castlevania. Um, but in terms of I, that kind of style, like architecture, story, like characters, or are you kind of familiar so, with that? It all right. So the main character, I would say. Uh, Tanjiro is probably one of the more likable main characters in in an anime, in my opinion. There is one character, his name is Zenitsu. He is a lot to take in. Uh, If you don't like characters that, like, yell and cry and, like, are obnoxious, you will not like that guy. But, like, (laughs) it's a dichotomy between, like, the really calm and cool, like, Demon Slayer, like, the higher-ups in the Demon Slayer, like, uh, core that are, like, grounded, and then Tanjiro is also very grounded, and then you have Zenitsu and Osuke, who are, like, crazy and wild. It's, like, a really interesting character dynamic, but all of the characters, I think, are grow on you pretty quickly. Um, I will say the animation is phenomenal. It's one of the better animated series. It's not as good as I thought Fate Stay Night was, but it's probably the second best that I've seen animation-wise. A lot of those scenes are really, really well done. Um, it's very Japanese, though. So, like, a lot of the stuff is very cultural. Like, it applies to Japanese culture. Um, oh, okay. and I I know nothing about Japanese culture. So, like, so, like, when they bring out, like, the terms that are, like, in Japanese, like, of, like, different items and, like, Hashira. Like, I have no idea what that is, but that's, like, a term. Like, I don't know what they're talking about some of the time. They're even, like, I'm watching in dub. But it's still kind of cool because, like, you're getting a little bit of Japanese culture in the show. So, I would say, I would say give it a try because it's, um, I think it's really good. I think it's really, really worth it. And, like, it's one of of those shows that's, like, outselling My Hero and, like, One Piece right now. Like, it's doing really, really well. So, 
Um, I do know that the season one is done completely and they're almost done with dubbing it. The next arc is going to be a movie because they didn't want to put it into a season because they didn't think it fit uh, like a season's worth of content. So they're doing a movie to follow for the next story arc for Demon Slayer. And then it's into season two from there. And I guess like from the movie on, like, I guess it gets pretty crazy. Like my one friend was just like, yeah, like it's, it's heartbreaking. So uh, I guess it gets really, really intense. So um, can't recommend that enough. If my roommate is in the chat, I don't know if he is. He would definitely uh, recommend it too. So um, Netflix. You so we watch it on YouTube TV because okay. Ana, Anaplex does it. So it's not Funimation. So it's a little bit harder to kind of get. Um, it's on Funimation. There there are ways to get it. <laughs> it's on Funimation in subs, but I don't like watching subs. So. Um, I can just, like, when a lot's going on and different characters are talking, I can't differentiate the different voices and who's talking. So I like to know who's talking and have it, uh, have it read to me as opposed to me trying to read a book while I'm trying to enjoy a show. So um, there's a lot of different places you can watch it. There's some legal, some not. So yeah. Uh, yeah. YouTube TV is how we're watching it. So that's nice. That's my favorite of the streaming television things by a wide it, margin. We've tried pretty much all of them and that's the best there's yeah. a lot of content on there i'm actually very surprised yeah my friend has it and he, he couldn't recommend it enough yeah um have it do you guys have netflix yep yep um dan would you say do you, uh, I, I don't i personally don't know but do you, do you watch a lot of animation no i can't get into like anything at like outside of game of thrones i i, I just can't bring myself to watch stuff i don't know what it okay. is what about your kids? Uh, yeah, I mean, they watch like animated movies and stuff, and and my son's really into Star Wars now, so we're we watch Star Wars relatively frequently. Okay. So, uh, wait, what's that animated series called uh, of Star Wars? What's the popular one? Uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hear so much good yep. things about he, that. He, he's watched. I think he's watched all of that, if not all of it, most of it. Nice. But, yeah. um, but concerning animated shows, and I, I hopefully. Corey will also, because um, I know he likes watching animes every once in a while or, or good animated shows. Yes, he but does. But Will, you, you might like this one. Uh, did you ever watch The Dragon Prince? So I actually have that on my Netflix account to watch in my in my list. So what's annoying with, so it's the same, it's from two of the three creators who did Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. Um, and the, it's really, it's really great. It's awesome. That my issue with season one is that they were doing this weird um, animation style with it. So the animation quality has that kind of stop motion, like frame, like frame thing that's kind of like claymation, or it, it, it's just very like there's frame skipping. Or yeah, whatever. It, it's animated kind of strangely. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's called animating on uh, on twos. Um, so normal animation is animated on twos, where it's like every two frames, it's a new frame, um, yeah. which is more efficient. Um, and then animating on ones is every frame is a new frame of animation. Um, whereas this one, it's like it's almost like animated on fours, kind of kind of thing, where it's like even more so. Um, yeah. And then what was cool though is that when season two came out, they actually decided like since they got enough feedback that people didn't like that, um, they they kind of went back to normal with season two. So if you can get through that like in terms of like the 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 art quality like the quality of the art 
the artwork and everything is it's beautiful it, yeah it looks fantastic it's just the animation if, if you don't mind that then you'll definitely enjoy season one the story's really good and season two is even better it's fantastic so i can't recommend that enough and so then the, yeah go the ahead. good well the good thing is black clover is like my favorite anime like ever and some of the animation for that is hot garbage and i still like love it so i can get yeah. through some pretty bad animation okay perfect perfect and then what's uh, another show on netflix that i would say is even better is i could uh this is gonna sound weird but trust me on this shira princesses of power that show is fucking incredible <laughs> is it like oh my god dude you you will love it you will love it now. Right, run the name by me again. Shira uh, and the Princesses of Power. Shira so and the Princesses he, he of Man, Power. Like He-Man, it's the same universe as He-Man. Um, oh, but he doesn't okay. Play, he doesn't play a part in this at all. It's just Shira. So, okay. And I I never knew anything about the the old '80s kind of that show and the characters in that world. You know, the Gray Skull and all those people. Um, yeah. Yeah, they did a reboot um, on Netflix uh, called Shira. And holy shit, that show, you would not think, I mean, it, it, it's, it has that new art style that's so popular nowadays with everyone, especially Nickelodeon and all the shows where it's like, it looks kind of crappy. Um, but if you can get by that, like it took me a while to just like not care that it, you know, it doesn't have quite the same quality of animation as most shows, but the writing and the characters and the emotion, especially. It's a very surprisingly emotional show, and it's so good. Um, and it has one episode. There's a few episodes that are just so damn good, but one episode is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Really? Um, yeah, it's, that show is so good. So if you have kids, or if you are someone that can watch animated shows, or whoever's listening, whatever, definitely watch She-Ra, Princess of the Power. That show is fantastic. And there's four it's on seasons. Netflix. Netflix, you said? Yep. Um, Shira, S-H-E hyphen R-A. Um, and it's, uh, the last season was actually, I thought it was gonna, it might come out in May or something. So, you know, plenty, plenty to watch. And it's, it's a really good universe. Um, it's smarter than you would realize. It's not a stupid, it's not one of those stupid shows. It's, it's one of those animated shows that adults can watch it with their kids and enjoy it just as much, which was very similar to to um, Avatar, The Last Airbender. That's kind of the, the shows that I can watch um, and, the and The Dragon Prince of like, yeah, it's an animated show, but that doesn't mean it's just for kids. It's it's much more mature. Like South Park. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like South Park. Same, same uh, style of humor. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, that the, those two shows, Dragon Prince and She-Ra, um, I, I can't recommend enough. Nice. Okay. Right, I added my list, so. Um, Tito, what what do you have going on this week? Um, so I had so most of my week was spent playing the FF Seven remake, but yeah. I guess one thing I can go into is since moving, um, I moved down the hall like uh, at the beginning of March, um, from my old place, so literally 40, 40 feet down, um, into a single, um, one bedroom apartment, um, which has been great because like I've been at the last place for eight years. I think eight, maybe nine, going on nine years. And the guy, my roommate, and I'm still cool with, you know, he's down the hall. I'm still, still cool with him and everything. It wasn't because we hated each other. 
Um, but they, he had just been there for so long that it, it was very much his apartment, and I just kind of lived in my room. Uh-huh. Um, so now that I have my own place, it's, I'm actually using the living room uh, more than in like almost 10 years, which is kind of crazy to think. And I was kind of worried like what detrimental effects that had on me in terms of like if it was stunting my growth of just – you know, going to work and then just like living in a tiny room. Yeah. You know, I had I could I could have used more of the apartment, but it was just so much of his personality, and he was kind of like he had a lot of stuff. He's a big collector and everything, and his, like his girlfriend like really did all the cooking and the the kitchen. Like there just wasn't stuff for me to put. put yeah. in. So I definitely need to move out. And now that I have all this space, I'm like trying to cook more, um, which is which has gone pretty well. Um, so I've I've mastered. I've always I can I know how to cook. Eggs, bacon, toast, you know, yeah. with that for the longest time. But now I've, I've, I've uh, been doing some steaks. Oh, nice. Kind of going back to my college days of when we would, me and my college roomies would, would make steaks. Um, but now I'm doing it, like, instead of, like, our grill that we had in the back porch, we um, I'm doing um, on the pan, just uh-huh. pan fry, um, sear, searing it. Um, looked up some Gordon Ramsay YouTube stuff. But Gordon Ramsay stuff is great on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love it. He's probably like my favorite chef now, because um, he 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 just knows what he's doing and he he's very um, he's very uh, what's what's the word um, approach like his stuff is easily you can find online. He has plenty of resources. Um, like he has a video of just like here here are the bare things you need for a kitchen to actually make most things. You yeah. Know? He has all those different types of videos. Which very kind of stuff for, for that's, a newbie. That's always more useful to me. Like I've got four kids and like I can't make all these fancy things. Like my kids for the most part will eat sandwiches and stuff. And like I spend so much time doing all that stuff. I don't want to make a five course meal. Like I need, yeah, yeah, I need yeah. easy stuff, you know, for the most part. So it's uh, as someone who was like a fine dining chef, you know, like it's it's kind of nice to see someone like that just kind of have these videos of things that you could do you know and he so he'll have videos on just recipes and then i also try to find some other stuff there's some other like the brothers i think they're called like brothers solomon or something i don't remember there's there's like a youtube channel of some guys that also cook or whatever so i've been doing that um so i i've got pretty good steak going um which is pretty easy you know it's not hard to really make it um make it hot make the pan really hot um put some olive oil you know plop it in you know 30 seconds each side then start swapping every minute so it cooks evenly yeah do it really hot like that's the thing is like kind of have to make sure it's it's on high add some butter at the end kind of you know add some flavor to it um and just for all meat as someone who loves barbecue it's just all you really need is is salt and pepper yeah um like the big grain, like sea salt, kind of, and peppercorn, like you know, not fine grain salt, salt and pepper, but um, and sure enough, like just making that is like the best taste steak. Yep yeah. the the best tip for me is to not overcook it. Yeah, yeah, go go less than you would. That's think. yeah. I always slightly undercook everything, and it's better. Yeah, that and way. it tastes really good. Yep. Um, and letting it rest for a while. Yep after it's done instead of like cutting right straight to it like no just leave it on the cutting board or whatever and play just leave it there yeah like for 10 minutes like if you cooked it for 10 minutes leave it for 10 minutes yep and it'll it'll taste so much better yep um 
And um, I got some Italian sausage and pasta recipes that I've been I've been making as well. So nice. I'm I'm kind of excited that I, I'm I'm not someone that really hates it. It's it's actually kind of fun yeah. to to play around and, and and start to learn to cook. You know, I figured I I, I need to grow a bit more, especially if I like want to eventually get a girlfriend or something. Like, be a nice way to surprise. Like, hey, I'll cook for you. Here you go. Yeah. You know. So. So that's what's been going on in my week is just um, slowly, like the stupid things that you should know by now as a, thir- like I'm 33, you know, it's like I'm learning like, oh, is it like you can, you can vacuum seal a lid. Like if you don't have a proper lid for your pan and it, it doesn't quite fit, it's like, oh, you can vacuum seal it if you're not careful mm-hmm. when you're, when you're cooking something. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if it doesn't have that little steam hole thing uh-huh. or whatever, like they didn't know that was, that could happen. It's like had a YouTube or I had a Google like, what do I do? I, I It was kind of embarrassing because I thought it was like, once I realized I couldn't get the lid off and I was like, oh, it's still cooking. Is it, is, I, I wasn't sure if like, I'm terrible at science. I was like, is this a pressure thing? Is this going to explode? And right. I like quickly like went around the wall of my kitchen, <laughs> afraid that it was going to like cause an explosion. I was like, holy shit. And it's I, the I opposite. Out, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I Google, I was like, oh, and the, the recommendation is, um, just put it in the freezer for like a minute. And oh, okay. Even the pressure. Yeah. Okay. So I felt stupid though. It's just like, God, hey man, God, better God, safe God. than sorry. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because those pressure cookers, if you don't see, like the pressure cookers, if you don't seal them right, they can they can blow. Yeah. So holy shit. My my dad was like, oh, you got to get a ninja. His 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 that that's revolutionized his life. Is is those seven and one ninja cooker things. yeah i've got a we just got an air fryer not that long ago and it's magnificent yeah it's... i have some with the air fryer space i love it oh so good but okay that's what i've been up to yeah i don't have anything to add really um uh, it's it's the same it's all i'm a ma- uh, food making cleaning robot pretty much from like 8 30 in the morning until 9 9 30 at night so I don't have what, any, what anything. Do you, what dish do you make for your family? That's like your go-to. Uh, we don't have a go-to right now, um, just because everyone's eating so much different things. And me and my wife subscribe to Dinnerly, which is one of those food delivery services. So we get three to five meals a week um, from them, basically. Um, but my my sort of specialty is uh, penne and homemade arabiata sauce which is oh, delicious. Uh, it's it's Sounds really not, good. yeah, it's not that hard to make. It's just uh, olive oil in a pan. You heat it up. You put some garlic, uh, fresh chopped garlic and red pepper flakes in there, saute it for about a minute. Then you dump a can of uh, whole Roma tomatoes in it, uh, one of the big cans. Crush up the tomatoes as they cook. You bring it to a boil, turn the temperature down, let them sit and soften for a little while, and then you pour it over. Uh, pour it over penne and mix in some fresh grated Parmesan. It's delightful. Super nice. easy. Yeah. Sounds good. That's one of my, one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, like I, I usually tend towards the like skillet meal, meals and casseroles just because of the ease of throwing everything in. One of the things I, I dislike about dinnerly is I think one time I was making, it was like lemon pepper chicken and broccoli or something like that. And I had to, I, I had to dirty like four bowls just for the stuff for that. It's like, it's makes so much dishes, which is frustrating because I already run the dishwasher like twice a day. So when you add an extra four bowls into that, which 
probably could have been simplified into I, I like to follow the recipes if I don't I like to follow it to a T if I don't know like you know how it's gonna come out. So that's obnoxious, but but it it's it's nice because it gives us like a variety and um it's also less planning because you know trying to plan out two weeks of meals for six people is is a challenge because we usually like to do two weeks at a time for groceries and stuff so the dinner lays like i said three to five times a week is is makes it easier for us yeah i know like because it's just me so mm-hmm. my I'm like, uh, I don't know, Dad. I, I, don't, I don't think that seven-in-one cooker is really something, like, <laughs> I, I I need, like... Sure. I'm not feeding a family. It's just, it's just me by myself. But I, I guess the way to go is, like, you know, cook on, like, the meal prep mm-hmm. whole thing. But I, I don't love the idea of eating, like, the same meal for seven straight days or whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd like that either. It's probably, you're, like, because, you know, I was in that situation years ago. I'd cook something and... You know, it was just enough for two, and then I'd have the leftovers for supper the next night, and that was just yeah. right. Yeah, because I'd be the same same way. I don't I don't want to eat the same thing for a week or five days, even. You know, yeah, two or three days tops like, is good. All the money I would, because I I was always just a, I just ate out. Yeah, constantly. and as someone who works in post, a lot of times like at some jobs, like the, the standard a lot of times in post production is ten to twelve hour you know, work days. Mm-hmm. Um, so they often feed you because yeah. like by, by law they have to. Um, so that, that, that kind of fed into that as well. Just like not cooking at home because I just get fed or just yeah. going out to eat, you know, and if you keep your expenses low elsewhere, you can do that and still, you know, be saving up money. But I look back now, like once I started buying like frozen dinners at Trader Joe's to like cooking my own stuff, like the amount of money you save, I'm like thinking, holy shit, like the past eight years, if I had just been smart, I could have like 20K more in my bank account. Yeah. You know, something ridiculous. Like you spend so much money. Yeah. You eat out all the time. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's how I was in my like early 20s, uh, early to mid 20s. That, that was, you know, all the time. We, you know, me and the wife would go out to restaurants and bars and all that stuff. And it was so expensive. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um. That's all I have to talk about for my week. I'm sure I had something else, but uh, as I said, taking notes has been a bit, been a challenge. So, um, the only thing I've played really. Oh no, I I played two things. So we'll talk Animal Crossing first because that's you know still the the new hotness. Um, I'm up to like 130 hours played. Uh, I I spent a little more time using the terrain manipulation stuff. Um, cause I, I think I had just unlocked that maybe last week. Uh, and then, uh, yesterday and the day before I, I decided to like really dig into it. So, uh, one thing I wanted to do was I wanted to make a, like a big majestic waterfall right on the left-hand side of my house. So I spent some time with the, with the, um, water tool and the cliff tool. I got it looking the way I wanted. Uh, maybe I'll post a picture on the thumbstick athletes Twitter if I ever think about it, but, um, there's a lot of neat things you can do with it. Uh, and I'm watching, um, I'm, I'm sure I've talked about it before, but I, I watch uh, Zach Scott Games YouTube channel for, for all the video game stuff. And he does Five Star Island tours. And some of the stuff that people do with their islands oh, yeah. is insane. I, Tito, I remember yeah. you talking about the, the two-layer walls. And I saw that in action. It was like, it was a window with like a forest behind it. 
I didn't understand yeah. when you were explaining it to me, like what 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 it meant. But that looks so cool. Oh, I I God, couldn't believe so how awesome that was. Yeah, because like it's the, the creativity. Yeah, because it like yeah. as you as you like pan around the camera, like it changes perspective of the trees and stuff in the forest. I'm like, how on earth did someone come up with that? But yeah, That's the so tools cool. are there in the game. It looks amazing. It's it's incredible. So. Uh, so I'm yeah, still I, working on my I island. I like that idea. I like that idea too of those YouTube channels that just go over like different islands. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like lifestyle of the rich and famous. Kind exactly. Of it's like our cribs. You know, it's like yeah. hey, here's my island. Like come, come on in. Yeah, and it makes me realize all the stuff like I'm missing out on all the recipes and like there's so much stuff. Like they had uh, this person in their house. They had like a science laboratory in their basement, and they had like all this weird alien stuff that's in the game that i did like the what there was a oh really yeah there was a like a, a ufo that like beamed down an alien i don't know what it was but and uh they had the the satellite dish which you can get but there was weird like weird lamps and lighting and i was like oh my god there's so much stuff in this game i'm making my second floor into a, a workout boxing hole thing mm-hmm I got the boxing floor. I got the the corner ring. I got I got a lot of that stuff. Some some exercise stuff. So I'm gonna make it into like a like an MMA kind of like Tr- like a training room. Yeah, gym gym, gym room. Like nice. Yeah, probably and, and what's cool is like you can make like your own little signs mm-hmm. and just I I can just like plop them on like at the in- entrance. Like you know here's here's today's workout. Like just kind of play around with like, yeah, actually making it into like a membership type of thing. You know, like, I think that's so cool. I just, was it, Oh, it was just today that I got my upstairs. Finally. Um, I've been spending a lot of money on bridges, so I haven't, I had, I didn't pay off Tom Nook's, I guess this would be the fifth mortgage, whatever, fourth mortgage. I just paid it off to yesterday, yesterday. Uh, and I got my upstairs today, so I haven't really done anything with it yet, but, and then there's a basement that you get after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm at, I'm at I imagine one. That's the last one. Yeah, I think so. I'm at one. So what, it's 1.2 million is my new mortgage. I don't. That's I don't. I, I don't even want to know what the next what the next step is. It's probably two million or I don't know. It's a lot. A lot of bells. Um, I have a question. Yo, what's how do you do the ter- terrain manipulation? Um, so you have to buy once you. What, you get the terrain manipulation thing after you beat the game. Uh, if you, you uh, beat the game after you do the KK Slider concert. Um, and for that, you have to have a three-star island. Um, and then, uh, like, it'll be it'll be an app that goes on your phone. And then you have to buy the individual, buy the individual tools for it. So uh, one of them is a cliff manipulator. One of them is a water manipulator. And then there's a bunch of, like, paths that you can get to. Um which is easier to easier to do than the the you know the other one the design that you put on the ground yeah uh, but it's also not as not as fancy so gotcha um, I wonder what my because I think I unless I'm getting confused with like my home rating but do do you get do you, does your island get rated only after you beat the game or is that kind no, of like no, like once a week kind that's of thing? an ongoing thing but you have to talk to Isabel about it. Because I think I had had a three-star island for a few days before realizing it. And then randomly I was talking to Isabel about something. Uh, and I don't remember what that was, but I, I you have to ask her to like rate your island. And it'll, What's the highest? 
Uh, five stars. Okay. So, yeah, I think mine was, as of yesterday, was a four star. I'm trying to get to the five star uh, rating is. eventually. I feel like I had gotten a pretty high rating without, like, realizing it. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to have a three star to have the KK Slider concert. It didn't happen right when I found out that I was a three star. That was when, like, the process started where, like, it was like, okay, KK Slider is now going to come. And I have a concert on your island, but I feel like it was a few days after that when I finally had the had the actual concert. And I don't think it was automatic. I think I had to do something to trigger it, too. But I don't, um, I don't remember I, yeah. why. Yeah, I would probably have to. I think you have to do trigger it because otherwise you might miss it. Yeah. Playing and that would be a big no-no. Yes. Um, how many villagers do you have on your island? I'm at capacity. I've got nine. Oh, uh, that's nine. the max you can have? Yep, nine villagers, at okay. least for now. Um, I do know that there is still a bunch of stuff uh, coming in the game. I know Nook and Cranny has an upgrade that I'm still trying to work on getting. And then outside of that, I don't know. I, there, There's apparently in the code like a few other buildings that aren't actually in the game just yet. I don't know if it's going to be an expansion or if it's stuff you get eventually, but there's all that stuff too, so. Um, yeah, I've been having having some fun still with Animal Crossing, but I'm definitely going to slow it down once I get my island set up. I'll probably then just do the dailies for a little while uh, and find something else to play. But yeah, 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 my time is slowing down as well at this point. Yeah, uh, like Don't I said, this past week. Yeah, yeah, you're playing something different. Uh, Will any Animal Crossing? I've been playing a little bit. I just uh, log in and kind of really just do my dailies at this point, where it's like my dailies consist of me talking to all my villagers, getting my nook miles from the machine, and hitting all the rocks and hitting some trees for some supplies. And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. I'm kind of looking around because you have to make that, like, um, what's it called? The outdoor thing for KK Slider to. Yeah, the campsite. The campsite. So, like, I'm kind of crafting a woods area for that, uh-huh. which is, I think, going to be really cool. So, like, I have it up on a mountain where I have, like, woods, and then it's going to be, like, the actual campsite with the stage that he's going to play on with some campfires. I just need to get some chairs before I do that. So, I'm just kind of, like, waiting to get some of the stuff I want right now. So, uh-huh. uh, but that's, like, really it. I kind of want more villagers. Um, I don't know how to go about that. Other, What do you have to go to the islands? That's how you get the the first two, I think, new ones. Um, you talk to Tom Nook at a certain point of like your progress with the house and stuff, mm-hmm. and you and you open up this infrastructure option with him, and it costs ten thousand uh, bells to add a new house, uh-huh. and when once the house is once you pick a plot of land. Um, uh, the next day or two days, uh, someone moves in usually. Uh-huh. And yeah, you do, you do see them on, on other islands or if they come to your campsite, they can, you probably, yeah, you, pro- can, you can talk to them. Yep. To, and they'll move in. Gotcha. So I don't have that option. So I have to progress through the story more than. Yeah. By, by placing the campsite. But with uh-huh. the, um, campsite stuff, if you don't have a house for them to move in, they'll, they'll have an option of like. They'll, you can convince them to move, and then once they talk to Tom Nook, they'll be like, "Oh, I got declined because there isn't a place for me to move in." And I don't. They can probably go away if you don't do it in time, but just just add a new house and then talk to 
to talk to the camper again and then just enough times until they re-talk to Tom Nook and, and then there's like a new, cause that, that happened to me where like, I, I didn't like a few of my villagers. So yeah. I've asked to leave. Like I complained to Isabel uh-huh. about like, Oh no, I'm sorry. You're having problems with this villager. Like what, what, what's the issue do you have with them? And you can pick like, Oh, the way they dress or the way they talk. <laughs> or whatever. Um, and so one of them left, but the house, like when, the house actually deconstructs itself. It doesn't just stay vacant. Uh-huh. Um, and then someone else moved in, but then there was like a new girl that I really wanted to move in. Um, cause she had the right vibe for my Island. It gotcha. would be a perfect yeah. fit. But she, there was no space for her. So then I added a new pot, plot of land and then re-talked to her. And then she was like, oh, I, you know, they changed their mind and I can move in now. Uh-huh. So. Okay, gotcha. So I need to place the campsite to be able to do, start doing this stuff. Yep. Okay. Well, I think I'll just build it and put it out so I can get some new people to move in. Yeah. Yeah, so but, that's that's all I have to talk about for Animal Crossing. If you guys have anything you want to add, feel free. Um, I don't have any other things I'm playing or whatever, but one thing I wanted to get into, cause I had this idea and I wanted to run it by you guys, uh-huh. um, because I know you guys are always looking for episode ideas. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so the other day I was surfing YouTube and I was watching, um, a speed runner play, go through, uh, um, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was during those speedrun charity events that they live stream. Uh-huh. And uh, he beat it in 19 minutes. And I thought that was crazy. Like, I, you know, like we're, we're all aware of speedruns and stuff, but it was just like that game was so notoriously difficult. Like so many of those original Nintendo games back in the day were like never, like no one ever beat a lot of those games because yeah. they were like, it's like they never played their own games to know, like, oh, this is too hard to actually for anyone, any kid to play and beat. And here is a guy that just beat it in 19 minutes, one of the hardest games of all time. And I was just thinking, I wanted to know so much about that guy's life. <laughs> like, I had so many questions. You know, he, like, it was, he, he was able to give me a part of my childhood that Otherwise, I, I would never know, like, how does that game end? What's, what's, what are the later levels? What, yeah. you know, what does Battletoads look like near the end game? Something that you just, most people play the shit, uh, uh, they play the shit out of those games and never got very far. Yeah. And these saints can speedrun them. And thanks to the power of the internet and YouTube and all that stuff, we actually get to see, like, the rest of the game. Um, and these people do it so efficiently. So I thought that, you know, it dawned on me, like, that, that might be a good, episode of like inviting these speedrunners to interview um because like they probably only really get limelight for these speedrunning these events, events yeah and i don't i don't know much about like who knows maybe maybe they get plenty of, of you know fun with their hobby or special skill but i think there's a lot um of stuff to that you can glean in terms of like a, a, as an episode of like it's like some of the questions i wanted to ask them was um, you know, is this the only game that they're great at? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's just the life of a speedrunner. Yeah. Like, what, what does that actually entail? Yeah. You know, like how much of a chunk of their life did they spend doing this? Um, what made them decide to do that game? Like, at what point in their life did they realize that they could do this? You know, like, oh, I'm just gonna focus on learning how to beat TMNT um, and doing it as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh, 
which is the, what, what, their, what was their childhood like, you know, that kind of stuff. The speedrunning community is fascinating to me. Um, and I never even like, I knew it existed, but I never even thought much about it until I started watching the games done quick events, which I, I love now, uh, when they go up with their, their week long streams, I have it going like 24 seven and I watch whenever I can. And I'm fascinated by all of it. It's, it's amazing. Uh, like you said, Tito, part of that is because the games that I played back in the day and was never able to beat, they're able to like master, and and be yeah. in in no time at all. That's that's fascinating. Um, so yeah, they that's that's a great little, idea. Yeah, they go over these little tricks and stuff, or like you know things to the the little technical yeah little, like coding tricks that they find out in the game. Um, just how long it took to map, like how long did it take them to, to be able to master it? Finally? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I can answer some of those questions just from just from my watching. Um, but like one of the things I like about the games done quick events is they'll have they have like the couch with people who also speed run that game walking through while the speedrunner is like concentrating on, on doing something. They'll be like, OK, this this next move here is is like a super difficult strategy. If this doesn't work out, which it doesn't always work out, they they'll go to this backup strategy or this backup strategy or they'll they like they have it down to a science to the fact that oh they're going to lose 13 seconds on their run here just be just by missing this one thing i'm like oh my god i love all of this and i wish i wish i had the tenacity to take part in something like that but i'm just too lazy <laughs> yeah no, i know what you mean but it's good um, stuff yeah I think, I think that would be cool or having even multiple people and they, they can talk about similarities or just the secrets or how, how they even like share or find out like what where do they go for the resources and yeah and do they make uh, like is this do they make a living off of that or is that right. just a hobby and here like my real job is a, I'm a surgeon or yeah. you know something something crazy I know um, some of them are a lot of them are tw- are Twitch streamers um, yeah especially now like that's a new career that that's, yeah that's an easy go for them yeah um to do but the, like this one guy I I wouldn't be surprised if he if he isn't part of that like he he was kind of like. You tell he's kind of nervous, but uh, pretty cool, and kind of had some jokes and stuff. And I was like, "Oh my god, I want to interview this guy," or, or just like, just like I have so many questions. Like, you know, why, why that game? Yeah. Like, what was it about that game? Or do, can they do multiple games? Or are they hyper specialized into like I can really only beat this one game? Yeah. You know? Um, being a fellow Breath of the Wild fan, Tito, um, some people do hundred percent speed runs for Breath of the Wild. I, I, it's like 50 hours for a hundred percent. Oh, really? Wild run. Yeah. There is one, uh, I want to say, I thought there was one that's, uh, oh wait, I don't know how, I don't, I want to say there was one that was in the thirties, but I don't know what, what the category that was. Cause I know they have different categories for speed runs. Yeah. For, like the more complicated games where, yep. you know, like there's the, the one with, with hacks allowed. Yep. Like how quickly can you beat it with hacks allowed? And then, without doing any kind of speed hacks or whatever. Um, And I think, I don't know if it was 30, like the record I saw, actually, I don't even know what game it was, but I think it was Breath of the Wild. If it was 32 minutes or 32 hours. um, The the straight, straight beating it, like heading straight to Ganon is, I think last time I checked, it was like 22 or 24 minutes or something like that. Um, It might have been that one. I thought it was like, even quicker than that but. it's incredible uh maybe it's 19 i don't it's something like that 
Uh, but it, it's incredible to watch that. Like, uh, you know, a game I played so much, well over 200 hours worth, and yeah, beaten in 19 minutes. A good tip for me for like um, that I found out on, when it came to like um, the trial of the Master Sword and stuff like that. And like, it, the, if, if you're just someone who, who needs like help on like beating those things, the best thing I found to do is look at the speedrunners uh-huh. because they will have like these stress because like it's not all like super complicated stress like they just know how like that's how i learned about the lizalfos uh-huh. trick of like hit them behind the back go in front of them and then when they pop up they always do a 180 uh-huh. and then you just hit them in the back again go right in front of them they pop up do a 180 and hit them like you'll you'll find the best most efficient tricks in like beating enemies and like doing things quickly that you are capable of doing yeah. that you don't need to be a pro to do. Yeah. And that helped me actually complete the trial of the master sword is just like finding out like the most efficient routes to go and like the strats to do or whatever. I mean, obviously if you want to figure it out yourself, you know, yeah. do it that way. But I just wanted to beat it so I can get the ultimate, you know, mm-hmm. master sword. And I, and I, I, I would go on like YouTube, you know, surf like rattle holes of like, here are like the videos that are like tips to complete it, and those all sucked. The the best ones was just watch a speedrunner go right. through and do it very quickly because they're like, holy shit, you can do that! I didn't even know you could like <laughs> do it that way. It's like like he did something really cool where like instead of going around, that would have put you in in view of enemies to to go up the stairs. He did the the shield surf near like a second level of stairs that was slightly too high but if you do shield surf it puts you up a little higher and you uh-huh. can actually then get onto the stairs and then oh, from wow. there you're able to sneak attack on some people uh-huh. and it, it that's not like you don't need to be a pro to do that it's just like yeah oh by the way to get up slightly higher do a shield surf and that's a quick way to like cheat to get higher on a ledge that you normally wouldn't be able to reach yeah like you just learn those tricks and it's just like Oh my god! Like I'm now a better player just from watching this dude. Yep, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the uh, I guess well, I don't know if they're going to do it now. I forgot about uh, COVID, but Summer Games Done Quick is is coming up, and I think it's at the it's the end of June, beginning of July. Maybe I think it's the end of June. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do that though. At least they'll probably they won't do it live. They they might have a, a way to do it online, but uh, that's that's one of my favorites because it's kind of the start of summer. Uh, so I've been watching that for a couple of years now and it's so good, but yeah, and they're going to, if I remember correctly, they are doing it. It's just going to be like not straight perfect. online. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I'm um, okay with I that. I think they're doing an emergency like COVID fundraiser stream stuff, uh, this month, if I remember correctly. Okay. But I don't, I could have misremembered. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out if they're if they're doing those. Those, those events are awesome. They're okay. great to watch. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. The other thing I started playing actually, uh, and I just I'm doing this because of uh, because of the you know self isolation and stuff is uh, I'm finally playing Super Mario Galaxy. I had never played Super Mario Galaxy. Good pick. It's really good. Uh, I'm probably. I don't know. I probably have four or five hours into it. Excuse what me. What do you think so far? It's awesome. Uh, I I am shocked. I have not played it yet, and I like I didn't know anything about it going into it. I think I picked it up one one time. Uh, one of my kids wanted me to do something on it, 
Um, but yeah, it's it's so good. It controls really nicely. It, I'm really looking forward to the Switch remasters because I think even a bump in resolution will make it look uh, quite a bit better. It's it's a it's a little it's got some jaggies and and stuff like that because the the Wii obviously wasn't HD at all. So um, you're, you're talking about the first one on the Wii. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Super Mario. I have, I have Super Mario Galaxy. I have Super Mario Galaxy two. So I'll roll right into two after I finish one. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really good, really good. Yeah, uh, dude, I cannot wait to play those again and Sunshine and all of them. Like yeah, Mar in Mario sixty four. I've been Jones and four too. Actually, my my son has been playing those old like Nintendo sixty four games on the on the Wii U. Uh, and I, I really want to play like Mario 64 again. It's, it's, it was one of my favorites. So yeah, that's all I've been playing. Will, what do you got? Just Persona 5, really. Um, again, it's really hard to talk about that game because if you've never played it, it sounds like a bunch of things that don't sound like it would be a good game, but it's fantastic. But, uh, I'm at the point now where, like, I'm 60 hours into it, and the things that I've done, like, the game is, like, now hitting its stride because you have enough, like, people in the fan themes that are, like, you have a lot of characters interacting. Uh, you can kind of start, like, building relationships a lot easier than before, um, uh, than earlier in the game. So I've just been, like, really, when I'm free at night, I've been playing that uh, until probably, like, last night I played it until 4 in the morning, I think, because I couldn't stop and didn't want to stop, so... Uh-huh. I've uh, been doing that and been playing Pokemon White too uh, every couple days, uh, a couple hours of that. So I kind of just decided I'm doing just a run through of the Pokemon series, and I started with Platinum, so Gen Four. So I've done Gen Four, I'm gonna have both Gen Five games, and I'm gonna go to Generation Six and just kind of keep going from there until until uh, I'm working again. So uh-huh. uh, kind of my plan. Um, just try to play all of the Pokemon games that I didn't really play. Like, I didn't really play White or White 2. I played X, but uh, Generation 6 is, like, one of my favorite gens, so I don't mind playing that. I only played Gen 7 once, so I'm going to do that. Um, and, yeah, just work my way through until I'm back to work. So Very nice. I'm playing a lot of, a lot of stuff right now, so that's how I'm passing time. Okay. Uh, Tito, what are you uh, what are you gonna play next now that Final Fantasy Sevens? Are you gonna replay it or? I'm actually yeah, I, I've I've already gone back on to to get to pick us. Up. I didn't think I was going to go back and I don't know if I'm gonna do the hard mode. Um, it depends on how hard it actually is, but um, yeah, I'm, I'll try to complete some stuff. See if there's some trophies just to get. I don't really care about doing the all the trophy or achievement stuff. Um, but they, they kind of make it easy to, to put yourself back in, um, into the game. And like, if you, you miss this one materia that is actually good, you know, uh, I'm going back and like collecting all that stuff. Um, but then after that, I'll probably be going back for the brief time. I've been having some good times playing Rocket League with, uh, my buddy and his friends. Um, we were doing some 4v4, um, yesterday and we had a good time, you know, joking around, playing, having some fun. Um, going and might beat them too. Um, I I don't know what game that might be, so I might pick up uh, Odyssey or um, oh, go yeah. continue with uh, Horizon. Um, but I when does Ghost of Tsushima come out? It was supposed to be July. It was supposed to be July. I don't know if that's going to change. 
Gotcha. Uh, that would be bummer if it does, but um, but yeah, uh, it's kind of a blank slate right now in terms of what what's on the docket. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too, uh, because I'm going to need to take up once I slow down in Animal Crossing, which probably I'll give myself another week of probably playing it a lot. Uh, I'm going to have to have something to fill that void on the Switch because the Switch is the most convenient thing for me to play. But I, I'm thinking now I might do some uh, Final Fantasy VII. You should. Yeah. You really should. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, it's been so long. I, I feel like I should replay it. That might be something I actually do is go. I just, I'm, I'm worried that it, it'll be even hard. I, I will say like, there's a possibility that once you play the remake, it's actually really hard to go back to the original. Yeah. I could see that in terms of the pacing and the, 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 the way that the fighting works. Yeah. Cause I remember there's like a lot of grinding you have to do in, in the original sometimes. Like you can find yourself like not strong enough to beat some bosses. So you have like that, that idea back in the day, what filled up so much time was actually just running in circles until yeah. you got into a battle to just like level up. Yeah. It's just kind of like, are you, do you really want to do that? I know like the new versions of the original game, like on steam and whatever they come with, like some of the games come with like a fast forward kind of mode. Um, but that, that might be, I, I actually have the, the PC discs um, burned and I've had them on these hard drives for years. Um, and it's one of the, best things i ever did in my life was just like making sure i secured the my brother's like uh, original ff7 discs oh nice yeah um and i would like they, they had like for years they would mod it and stuff and have all these visual upgrades and, and everything and i i even at one point like played around with that where you can actually redo the music or add your own custom music to, to certain things mm-hmm. like you could totally change the battle music if you wanted to and and all this stuff um and they have, I think, some flick upgrades of like just an installer package that that combines all that. Whereas, like, a, you just pick the options you want to enable in terms of enhancements, yeah. and then just all the original game, and they make it really easy. Corey recently messed around with uh, Final Fantasy VII mods. Yeah, I don't know if he ended up actually playing it or not, but I don't yeah. think he did. He, he usually like an hour. Yeah, he usually mods stuff and then doesn't play it. <clears throat> yeah, no, I know, I know exactly. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a pretty common thing. Yeah, I've done that with a few exactly games. What that feels like. Um, okay, let's get into feedback. So we got one from Tate who says, "Hey, gents. So to answer your question from last week, I was scrolling through Twitter, and the Halo account I follow had retweeted Steve doing a video like that, and he was saying how he was partnered with an app called Cameo. He is doing these personalized videos for people, and all the money raised he is donating to help fight the coronavirus and help those." Uh, help people who are affected by it so i made an account on cameo and i sent my order in and kind of told him the situation and that it was for my brother and he absolutely nailed it as some of you saw a really cool thing that that cameo app i think it's fairly new because there aren't a ton of famous people on it yet they recognize at least but my bro is really stoked to be welcomed home by the voice of his favorite video game character so another week down my brother's and I put so much freaking time into Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Super fun. I also took an interest in watching anime for the first time this week. And a friend of mine recommended I start with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I've loved it so far. Anyways, hope you guys have a great week. Taterade out. Yeah, there you go. Will, have Full you watched? Full Metal is excellent. I've heard yeah. good things. That's the one that has the, the movies too, right? With uh, Scarlett Johansson. Is that Full Metal Alchemist? No. That's good. Shell. Ghost in the Shell, thank you. I, I yeah. got those confused. Um, so there's two different versions of Full Metal Alchemist as far as I 
is that right? Yeah, there's the yep. Brotherhood version, which is like the a different. Like I, I don't think that's the original. I think that's like a slightly yep. altered version. Brotherhood's like the alternate version that everybody just tells you to watch that instead. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, apparently. Uh, I watched I the other one. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> Full metal, full metal Alchemist. Uh, also, that's that. I don't know if, if anyone else, uh, Tito, did you watch the the Master Chief thing for Tate? Th- did we? It's on Twitter, I think. I gotta check that out. Did I remember we... it was mentioned uh, last week. I... That is so fucking cool. It is really, it is really <laughs> that cool. Is so awesome. And he, 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 you know, he does the Master Chief voice, of course, and it's it's yeah. really cool. So, that's such a good gift. So, oh, man. such a great idea. It is. Uh, so, thanks, Tate. Uh, Idaho Jake says, "Sorry, guys, but I'm whiskey drunk." But Animal Crossing is repetitive? Question mark. But for some dumb reason, I'm hooked. Not sure why, but hooked. Shows to watch. Lego Masters is great. All episodes on Hulu. I've seen a little bit of Lego Masters, mostly because it comes on. My wife and I watch uh, The Masked Singer. <clears throat> So it comes on after that, and then was it last week or the week before they did a Star Wars one, which uh, obviously my son is interested in Star Wars and Legos, so uh, you know, that was a slam dunk for him. So we watched a little bit of it, and then, you know, we shoot him off to his room to watch the rest on his his TV in his room, uh, because it was late, but yeah. Uh, I haven't watched a ton of it myself, but really, like, like it with anything, you're like, oh, people building things with Legos, but these are like these are like artists that build these impressive creations with Legos. And um, it, it's, it's interesting too, because they have like a challenge associated with it. And then like the, you know, the, the Lego create, the Lego builders have to like use all their, all their years and years of, of building amazing creations to, to solve whatever the, whatever the challenge is. The, the star Wars one is particular was, was they had to make, <clears throat> they had to make a droid, um, so they use the like robotics, uh, Lego sets, and then it had to be, it had to serve like an actual function in the star Wars universe. And it also had to seem like it, what it had to have like personality, like the droids have in the star Wars universe. Uh, so that was an interesting challenge. I didn't see how it finished up, but it was, it was very cool. Uh, what I, the little bit that I did watch of it. <clears throat> so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of, um, some YouTube videos I would watch of, there's this one dude, or, uh, just like these, these, um, artists that specialize in, like, not your traditional form of art, like painting, but like, you know, someone who makes insane structures with a deck of cards. Yeah. Um, or the, the cool, a really cool one, this one was, I thought was amazing, was a, a guy who makes all these incredibly complex structures and like replicas with matchsticks yeah i've Um, seen a little bit of that yeah just like you know like it was it was funny how he would talk about like early on when he would do it he actually would buy just a bunch of matches and then like he would have to take off the the tip with the um where where it burns Uh until he found out that oh he can actually skip a step and just buy straight from the source before the the tip gets added to the stick and he's like man if i known this before i would say so many years. yeah wow <laughs> but he's been doing it for decades like he's like in his 60s or something and uh-huh. i mean he's done like the white house like like a black hawk helicopter like these insane 
even did like a, an actual one-on-one model of like a train like a train i think uh-huh. it was just with, with nothing but matches it was just like that's crazy i can't understand that kind of expertise and level of dedication to like sit down and just start putting one by one matches together yeah like that's so crazy to me that's something my kids right now are really into these videos where they they take these little magnet balls and they click them together into like these huge elaborate structures and it's it, they they do like it. There's a, a, a uh, ASMR component to it because they like they'll have it, the the clicks and the like as they're laying down a strip. So there's that too. Um, but like these videos have like 30 million views or 50 million views for the like. It's kind of silly, but it's it's also oddly mesmerizing. Med- mesmerizing yeah. them putting these these magnet ball structures together. I think I've seen one of the or someone was showing like. A version of like making Earth, and then what would happen if Earth went into the black hole? And he did it with like these magnet balls and a big block of magnet, and just like kind of put it close, and it just like sucked it all in. But, yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was kind of it, it was. I, I know what you mean by the the asthma aspect to it, where it's just like just hearing the little click clacks of yeah metal balls together. Um, and that really reminds me of like especially like two years ago, I was like weirdly obsessed with this YouTube channel called gels, Marvel rallies. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really cool. I, de- I definitely recommend checking it out just for like one or two videos of this YouTube channel of like this Marvel collector. And it's probably a team of people, but they, they have, and it's the whole universe. It's like this whole lore of, of, of things where like they do these sports Olympics of Marvel with with just marbles though um and there's even a slick voice announcer guy he's like welcome to this week's challenge it's just like so calming and quaint it's uh-huh. like one of the quaintest things you can find on youtube and they've even made like different teams based on the marbles like there's the or the o rangers where it's just orange marbles and that's one team you know the yellow mellows is like yellow marbles you know like uh it's just really bizarre and it's weirdly popular. Like yeah. Super popular. And they even have like, and it's that. done with like blocks and Legos of like the stands. And in the stands, they have marble fans. Like uh-huh. it's just marble balls with like little signs. It's like very detailed. <laughs> and, and I'm so I, glad I, something I, like that exists though. That's amazing. Uh, like I joke on that, like whenever ESPN posts something on Facebook or whatever, like especially now with COVID nineteen and they don't have much content, like yeah. there was like a small group of people commenting, like you guys need to get on the gels Marvel train, like and start like broadcasting that shit because it's perfect for ESPN. Yeah, just like especially the Ocho or whatever. But I found in the comments, like because it has like a weird following, that someone made flags, nationality flags for each Marvel team. And even lore and backstory and describing like what the flag represents and everything, and people got really into it. And so I was just like, <laughs> "That's like fan fiction for the." <laughs> yeah, it really was, and and so I like as a joke, I would purposely watch this at work, hoping that my coworkers would like walk by me and then like just stop in place and just like, "What are you <laughs> watching?" <laughs> but like i saw more of the marble the gels marble rallies winter olympics than the actual winter olympics a couple years ago nice it was more entertaining um the, like the events that they come up with are like really actually entertaining there's there's one where like it's called like the block push where it's a team of four marbles and he has like they have these contraptions that are so slick with like 
just like things laying around the house where like to start it it's like little nail or whatever and he like hits this thing and it lifts up the nail so that all the the marbles actually um take off at the same time because it has to be very accurate because it's mm-hmm. a sporting event i found that sounds so fucking stupid right now <laughs> but um but so they go down this ramp and then there's like these lego blocks and the the goal is how far these marbles can push the block down a certain track and measure the distance the block travels and that's like one of my favorite events and so like they have this whole olympics of like all these different like they just brainstorm you know events for these marbles to do and they include like at the beginning of every video they even include a little mini game that you can play of like can you find this marble in the stands you know and i've never been able to find them but like it's a world's waldo kind of thing as you're watching it like Uh and, and they'll even play around with like oh no there's a streaker like and they they stop motion of marble interrupting a game <laughs> in process or whatever. It's it's, it's that's, fucking delightful. That's it's amazing. Like, <clears throat> I'm looking that up after we get done. Yeah, J E L L E Gels Marble Rallies or Marble Runs. Okay. And they they these really good ones too where um they'll actually do like actual outdoor events where they they dig in either snow or at the beach or in dirt like a track a very very long track. And they have like 20 marbles just going down this marathon track and the camera is just following it. And he gives like these live updates. It's like, oh, no. And and pink, pink Raz is on is in the lead. And let's see if they can catch up. It's like he's just commentating like color commentary this run. And I'm just like, who thought of this? Because they're fucking genius. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. That's so fantastic. Good, um, I'm right, definitely right. looking that up. OK. Uh, Will, you ready for the game giveaway? Oh, you're probably not, are you? Uh, no, but I'm going to do it on my phone. Okay. Between one and two. Yep. One is and Tate, two is Jake. The winner is number two. Number two, Jake. Woo, Jake. Jake again. Jake, what do you got? <clears throat> All right. First number, Dan, is 47. All right, hopefully don't, we don't get too many empties here. 47 right. is empty. First one, bad sign. Roll again. Nine. <clears throat> Nine is Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. I'm pretty sure Jake already owns that, but... Far Cry 3, BD. Yes, it is. Okay. 136. Nope. 136 is Serious Sam 3, BFE. Serious Sam 3BFE. Okay. 145. 145 is gone. Luckily, I didn't have to scroll for that one. 44. 44. Oh, my God. Is Ernog Earn Limited? Sixty-two. Limited six sixty two? Sixty two, yep. Sixty two. Is Deponia Doomsday. And last one. Seventy seven. Doomsday. Seventy seven is Blank. gone. Yep. <clears throat> 14. 14. Gone. 
So your choices, Jake, are Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, Sirius Sam 3, BFE, Ernog Unlimited, uh, Deponia Doomsday, and Sequence. So let us know what you want, and we'll get that out to you ASAP. Okay. Uh, anything else before we go? Um, I just checked that Marbles run, uh-huh. and they've added two days ago a new variant called Marbula One, as in Marbula oh, One. Oh, nice! So I know and what you're doing now, huh? It, it's it's crazy because like it's a mix of like um, complex domino stuff <clears throat> tied to all this mar- uh, marble shit, and I'm oh god, I can't recommend it enough. I, I sent a link to Will. I'll, I'll add it to the the twitch channel for <laughs> anyone that's interested um it's so good and then the last thing i want to finish off with is i highly highly recommend if you're interested in the ff7 remake do not do yourself a favor and do not spoil it for yourself uh-huh. definitely try to avoid spoilers if you can yeah yeah i was i wanted to <clears throat> usually when when we're going into uh, a game that i haven't played that we're doing an episode on i i usually like to um um Oh Tito, let me mod you so you can. Uh, yeah, your link didn't work, but I think okay. I, I think I can mod you. Um, right, there you go. Athletes mod. Woo. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I usually like to watch a Twitch Twitch stream or YouTube video of of game like that. Um, but I I, I didn't want to spoil anything for myself, so. <clears throat> Yeah, just be careful with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's everything. I uh, don't know what we're going to do next week, but obviously we'll have an episode. We'll be on Thursday um, between 9 and 9.15 probably. Uh, it's usually when we when we try to get on by. Uh, again, we had a little trouble with Skype before we started. Um, so maybe this weekend if we get the chance, me and Will will investigate uh, something else, um, and then we'll have to tinker with some audios. Maybe we'll do a test stream to test it out because you never know how it's going to work and what's going to break. Um, but yeah, so uh, that'll do it for episode 452 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. And I'm Tito. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thanks for listening Anytime. and get out of my basement. Watch